Less than 1% of all Americans will ever serve in uniform. Their average age is 23. The average age of an American serving in combat, just over 21. They come from every walk of life and ethnicity to represent the melting pot and diversity of our great republic. In the prime of their life, often just old enough to drink or voting for the first time for their commander-in-chief, they serve our nation and risk their lives to preserve the freedoms and liberties we hold most sacred. To every veteran and for every measure of service, devotion, and sacrifice you've given, we offer our sincerest gratitude and thanks. Keltec is a proud sponsor of the Talking Lead Podcast and the Leadhead Brigade. I was listening to one of your episodes this morning on the way to work. I was listening oh, yeah? to um, your interview of uh, Jack Carr. I like his books a lot. So, oh, okay. Um, which, uh, was, which interview? Oh, I didn't know you'd interviewed him more than once. Uh, it was the more recent one. Yeah, he's been um, on. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was the... Yeah, it was the, the Devil's Hand interview. He's already got the next one coming out. Yeah, saw that. Show. I'm a big fan. I, I love the uh, the forward that he wrote in the Terminal List, the, the first book. Um, we talked about you know kind of the role of government and uh, our role as citizens in the U.S. I thought that was great. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a good writer, no doubt about it. And then of course, I'm sure you've watched the Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I'm waiting for the next season of that to come out. Can't wait for that. Yeah, definitely. Everything got delayed because of those strikes. So, All right, you ready to get started? Yes, sir. All right, let's do it. All right, all right, all right, lead heads. Welcome back to another December edition of the Talking Lead Podcast. Man, I can't believe it's December already. It seems like the January, the SHOT Show was just like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it has flown by. Um, but we have been bringing you guys lots of great information, lots of education, as we like to call it. So make sure you go back to all our prior episodes, even go prior years. We've got 10 years of educating the Uneducated here on the Talking Lead Podcast up on all the podcasting apps. We've got it on our YouTube channel. Uh, you know, we just started recording the videos about, I don't know, two years ago. Um, David, you and I were talking earlier about Jack Carr. He was the very first video uh, interview that we did, that we posted up. So uh, it's kind of a, a milestone there. So this awesome. episode for our listeners, if you've been following us on the social meds this week, you know that we've got Mean Arms. They're a... United States company based out of good old Georgia, USA. And uh, joining me is David Lucas. And David, I don't know your title exactly. What's your title? Uh, everybody in Mean is, is a VP. So, uh, okay. We're, we're, we all sweep the floors and we're all VPs and uh, we all do kind of different jobs on a daily basis. It kind of switches every You're day. All so, VIPs. <laughs> yes. Very nice. And, and David and I met. Um, this year earlier at the Iraq Veteran YouTube Range Day. I don't know if they call it YouTube Range Day anymore. I think you just call it Range Day. 
since they started. When they first started, I mean, that's all that was really around was the the YouTube. And we had just started the podcasting. We were like one of the first, if not the first, firearms-related podcast out there. But I've been going to that since their very first um, very first one they did. Yeah, I can't say we've been to that many. But we've been to, I think, three or four of them now. So, yeah, we've done it a few times. Yeah, and it's I've, an easy drive for us. I mean, it's less than two hours from our office. Yeah, it makes it really nice for you guys. Um, we even take the uh, company LMTV up there every time. Yeah, I've, I remember seeing that there. You got the big mean on it, and it's pretty cool. Do you let people drive around, ride around in that, or is it just parked for the billboard? Um, <laughs> yeah, we usually just park it on the side of the field and let and put the sign up on it. Um, I have driven it around uh, Georgia before a little bit, but it's 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 not mine. Uh, yeah. The guys I work with though, are, they're amazing. They're they're guy, they've been in manufacturing for forever. And uh, recently they decided, or one of them decided, you know what that LMTV needs? It needs a dump bed. So he converted the bed to a dump bed. He welded up a structure and hydraulics, and, and now the bed lifts up and dumps whenever you want. It's awesome. <laughs> they had a company there one year that, that did, like, mods to trucks like that. Like, Yeah. Like mod there's, a, there's, a, there's a guy in Georgia. It's not far from us, uh, Damage Control Customs. He does all kinds of Hummer, Hummer stuff, Hummer, Hummer modifications. He's there usually at that event. Yeah, that might have been the guy. They brought one one year, and I they let me drive it. I got to drive it, and it was pretty awesome. Yeah. I, got, I got a nice video. I got a nice Polaroid of it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to be talking mean arms today, Leadheads. They've got uh, some some new and exciting, innovative properties. And I've been watching you guys, you know, for the last few years because I did. I think the first time I got exposed to you was at the Iraq veteran YouTube shoot uh, a few years ago. And um, I think at the time, you know, you guys were doing the grips and uh, you know, you weren't really uh, established with all the things that you're doing right now with the, the endo mags. And we're going to talk about the exo mags. And then of course, you know, the big thing that you guys have right now is that bearing delayed um, upper that you've got for the, for an AR platform. Yeah, I mean, we kind of got started with, um, as you said, grips and stocks and handguards, kind of making furniture for people in the industry. We, um, you know, just simple stuff like AR grips, A2 grips. Uh, this is our rubberized one. We make the standard M4 stocks. You know, that was the beginning of Mean was supplying all that stuff as an OEM supplier to a lot of the big, uh, and not just AR. We make that's all that stuff for AKs too, uh, grips and stocks and handguards. That's going to um, make so, a lot of our listeners happy that you're doing AK stuff yeah yeah i know you have ak fans on here we we make um if you buy an ar or an ak in the and it says that the furniture is made in the usa there's a decent chance that it was made in woodstock uh in one of our plants oh cool uh yeah we do so this. yeah i mean that that stuff has been paying the bills uh, for all 12 years and it lets us it kind of gives us the r d uh time and and uh um availability to uh, work on stuff like the Indomag, like you were talking about and converting a PMAG to nine mil. Yeah. Uh, we kind of got, um, one of the first products that people really noticed us for was, um, you know, we, we were looking at the folks in California and New York, uh, those, those poor bastards that had to lock their magazine in the gun. Yeah. And we said, how, how can we help them? Bless their this hearts. This was you know, years ago. And we said, how can we help them? How can we help them enjoy their firearms? We said, you know what? I bet there's a way you can load that through the ejection port. So we made the uh, the MA loader, uh, which you just stick in your ejection port. You put your thumb in that ring down there, and you just slide it in, 
and it uh, just inserts uh, up to ten rounds into your into your gun right through the ejection port. We make Genius. two sizes. That's the AR-15. We also make an AR-10 version. Yeah, you know that that's another product that I saw that I didn't know that you made. I saw that. I was like, that well, is- you're in Tennessee, so you know, hopefully you won't need it. And and honestly, we hope that you know that product's going to become obsolete when the all these uh, silly assault weapon laws are are thrown by the wayside. Yeah, but I mean, it's still a quick way to, you know, load your load your firearm. I mean, you still got to load that, but um, yeah. What yeah, I really well, like cool is that adapter is- that you guys have that you put on the ejection port. Um, yeah, it, we call it the feed lips. The feed lips aesthetically look cool. I think I would want to just put that on my AR anyway. Because you know yeah. it gives it that flared magwell look, you know, kind of deal. Uh, so I like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the cool thing about these is you don't have to have a spring. There's no spring, so you could lead it, leave it loaded indefinitely. You don't have to worry about anything fatiguing or anything going bad. Right. Um, have it at the and, ready. And, and there was reload. We, yeah, exactly. And we didn't really anticipate it, but when we made that, more for the AR-10 version, but but for all of them, we had some guys who like precision shooters and guys that had their gun on a bench rest or something where they said, you know what? It was really great that I had that because I could just come in and load, even if they had a removable magazine, I could come in and load it. Yeah. And uh, I didn't have to lose my zero. I could leave it in the bench and um, not have to pick it up and insert the magazine and then put it back down and try to figure out where it was and try to get it in the same exact spot every time. Yeah. And it's shaped like a, like a magazine, like an AR mag. So it would fit in your, you know, your utility pouches on your, your vest and, and whatnot. That's yeah. Nice. Yeah. They're a little bit thinner, uh, but we do clarify. It says right on there. I don't know if you can see it on the camera, but it says not a magazine. <laughs> so just, just to clarify for the folks yeah. out there that are worried about it. Not that uh, one, not but you, you, you do have one. So we'll, we'll yes. talk, we'll talk about that one too. in just a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then, and then, you know, a- after that came out, uh, that was something that kind of put us on the map for a lot of folks. But but the next big thing we made was the Indomag to convert your PMAG to 9mm. Right. And um, I think you have one there, too. But, yeah, I, I mean, this this was us saying, how do we how do we help pe- more people get into the PCC world? Because it was kind of taken off back in, I forget what year that was, 17, 18, we, where we were paying attention and looking at it and saying, you know, people have all these – lowers sitting in the safe or the closet or under the bed or whatever everybody has p mags um but you know maybe they want to buy a a nine mil upper but they don't want to buy a whole gun or they don't want to buy a a new lower or maybe they're just allergic to glock magazines and they don't want to mess with that (laughs) so we so we said all right let's figure out a way to get nine mil into a a stenag mag so that was that's where the indomag came from indomag came and that's again the the things that you guys are coming up with uh, are and we like it here innovation we like companies that that innovate where you know you guys started off in the OEM business with the grips and the stocks and and all that but then you're like let's take it a little bit further there's a need over here you know in our our commie states you know let's try to help those people that are 2A and uh, you know help them get through these these hard times and then one thing leads to another you know and then you've got the the endomag and then the exomag which we're going to talk about and then the the bearing delay system you know and it just yeah it's growing from there so i'm excited to see you know you guys have just been around about you know 10 12 years you know where you're going to be in the next 10 years and what you're going to be yeah 
what you're going to be making and designing. It's it's exciting. And it's here yeah, in America. So it, you're an American company. <laughs> Aiden, Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Right next right next door to you. Um so I, I I know that there are going to be people that are watching or listening that are going to say, why, why does everything they make have all this plastic on it? Because we'll talk about the upper in a minute. It has a plastic handguard. Um, yeah. You saw the Indomag. That's obviously polymer. The uh, the loader is polymer. Uh, what I'm holding now is actually our hybrid trigger. Yes. Um, it also includes polymer. That's what the red is here. So the reason that uh, Mean has such a focus on polymer is that it was started by a family that's been – in the injection molding industry and, and manufacturing world for over 50 years. Wow. So lots of experience, lots of expertise. It's not me, but the, the other guys down the hall. Sure. Um, they know what they're doing uh, when it comes comes to polymer. And anybody that knows a lot about polymer is going to end up, whether they want to or not, learning a lot about metalworking too because you got to fix, you got to make or maintain all your molds that yeah. you use to make your, your polymer. So um, most people wouldn't think of polymer when they think of a trigger, but – what we did is we said, you know what? I bet I bet we can make we can simplify the manufacturing and machining for the metal the critical metal areas of a trigger group, and make it basically just a flat piece that can be cut out in a very simple operation, and then put that into a mold, an injection mold around it in the non-critical areas, and that's that's what this is. Our our trigger group is um, everything important is steel. But then we put it into a mold and we inject injection mold around it in the non-critical areas. My camera's not autofocusing. Sorry about that. Uh, but uh, there we go. Yeah. There um, so everything important is steel and everything else is is polymer. And uh, it comes with a couple of different pads. They just pull right off like this. Um, so for our listening, our listening audience, tell them what parts, which parts are polymer, which parts are are steel. So the the trigger face, the sear, the um, the disconnector hook, the obviously the um, the the front face that in, in interfaces with the hammer, the bottom edge where the hammer meets the trigger. Basically, anything that contacts another portion in your gun is is metal. Yeah. The contact face on the front of the hammer that, that hits the firing pin that's of course metal as well. Hold it up. Um, Hold it up, please. Yeah. Yeah. As you're talking about it there, uh, for our for our yeah, viewing so audience. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So there's the hammer. So the hammer uh, so yeah, is basically polymer. Anything that, that touches something else is metal, and then the rest of it, you know, the, the basically the other parts of it that are along for the ride is uh, we injection mold polymer. Yeah. And uh, what's cool about this is it's lighter than a typical uh, trigger group, but also this is nylon. So nylon is actually what's used for bearings a lot of the time. So when your BCG is sliding over the top of the of the of the hammer here, this upper corner. That's just nylon, so it's le there's less friction in your trigger group. So it actually makes the gun run a little bit better. It's lighter than a typical, like I said before, a typical trigger group. And then the biggest thing for us, of course, is just manufacturing efficiency. We can make them uh, less expensively and uh, really focus on the critical uh, dimensions and uh, tolerances for the metal parts. So yeah, I mean, with 50 years in the in the polymer injection molding business, you, you know, and we've seen that over the years, they just keep getting better and better with the formulas that they're coming up with for these, these polymer mixtures, you know, they're getting yeah. tougher, they're getting more heat resistant. Um, you know, that's another thing that you guys have that we're going to talk about, uh, coming up, spoiler alert, uh, a handguard that you guys have. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, 
you know, being able to to meld and mix metal with the polymer, like you said, and and knowing where to put the polymer with the metal, you know, to get the the strongest, best performance out of it. Yeah. Um, but that's what you guys have learned over this year, and I'm sure you just didn't, you know, all of a sudden come up with trial and error, you know, trying things out. You said the R and D aspect yeah. of it. So, yeah, the guys that started the company, like I said, are, are more – their expertise is manufacturing. They're not really gun guys. I mean, I know some about guns, and they have obviously learned a lot over the last decade about firearms. But when they started out, you know, the company, um, it was it was a couple guys uh, working. So they're also – the guys that started the company are also involved with um, restoration and upkeep of a lot of World War II aircraft. Ah. and. And so part of part of where the company started was they were tasked with they were working on help, helping some people out with restoration of an old B-17. And one, one of the things the people that were in charge of this restoration said is, you know, it'd be really cool if we had a, uh, an M2 that we could put in at least one of the, the emplacements in the in the gun, whether it's the, the belly or the, the top gunner or the tail gunner, whatever it was. Um, at least one of these M2s that's a replica that seems like it's working because they, they're probably not going to be allowed to fire an actual 50. And so um, they started working on a propane-powered M2 uh, Browning replica. A propane. And, and they said, you know what, uh, this is just a plate and some tube. This isn't that complicated. Maybe we can do some other stuff with firearms. And that kind of led to, well, maybe we can make some molds to make grips. And you know, maybe some people are going to buy stocks if we make them here in the U.S. And and one thing led to another, and that's how we ended up going down this road to where we are now. Yeah. So as um, David is talking to us, and you, you can't see it if you're the video audience, but for our listening audience, there is a, it looks like a World War II era bomb behind you. <laughs> it's it's not yep. live. Um, kind of scoot your Probably seat not. to the side there. Let's let's show our audience that, uh, that bomb. What is, which one is that? I'm gonna be uh, honest and admit that I don't know. It looks like one of the, the you know, the big, um, what do they call them? The 500 pounders, or I don't remember what they call them. But anyway, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it 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 does say 500 pound. Yeah, at the, the 500 top. pound. It also has a date, uh, 9 of 43, September of 1943. That's 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 actually in view. Nice. Right there. Yeah, I see that. Uh, and th- and then it's hard to see up there, but it does say 500 pound bomb up there at the top. It's a little bit of a glare from the. From the lights in so here, this, but so almost everybody that works at Mean, I'm one of the few that's not a pilot, but we have um, multiple pilots that where we have we actually have multiple helicopter pilots that work at Mean. So, oh, okay. Well, that's uh, surprising that you're not a pilot or a helicopter pilot because you had told me that your background you worked for Sikorsky. Yeah, that was my first job out of college, actually. I, so I have a degree from Georgia Tech, and uh, my first job. Uh, hired out of uh, grad school at Georgia Tech, I went to up to Connecticut of all places, oh, and wow. I worked at Sikorsky for seven years as an engineer. How'd you like that? Uh, I, I like the engineering part. Uh, I didn't love Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, um, Connecticut to me is is maybe the worst state in the country uh, based on taxes and uh, the weather. I'm just not. I'm not a snow person. So yeah. Now, are you from Georgia? No, I'm I'm from South Carolina. You're really from uh, South Carolina. In the in the Midlands of South Carolina. Yeah, so you're kind of allergic to snow then. Yeah, yeah, I break out in hives. (laughs) Well, you don't have to worry about it much in Georgia. That's a good place to be. No, once every 18 months or so. Yeah. Manufacturing is alive and well in Woodstock, Georgia. 
where some of the most innovative firearm solutions are created. From whiteboard to final assembly, Mean Arms designs, prototypes, and builds problem-solving products in the United States of America. Products like the Endoman. Hey, provide do or die, hold them high at eight to nine. It is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week, so brace yourself, baby. Or the first of its kind, Mean Arms bearing delay upper receiver system that's a safer approach than conventional nine millimeter blowback alternatives. It's this innovative spirit that makes Mean Arms a trusted provider for the most unique firearm solutions. So, if you're looking for the most innovative domestically produced firearms products in the market, you're looking at it. To learn more, visit MeanArms.com today. So we want to learn more about the company, Mean, learn a little bit more about you also. But first, David, I hear something. Do you hear that? Do you hear that train rolling in? It's the jack wagon train, so... Gunny, bring that train in. <laughs> R.I.P. Yes, absolutely. All right, the train has stationed, and this is going to be a light train this week, Leadheads. Um, I need to hear from you, though, so email me, gmail.com. I want to see your nominations for your jack wagons, and your leadhead brigade heroes. So um, as we're recording this, this is um, around the 6th of December. Like I said, it's Christmas time. Christmas time. And our last episode, if you didn't listen, make sure you go back, check that out, because Tun Jones, uh, with who's with Firebird Targets now, we made that announcement. Uh, our buddy Tun and I talked about uh, gifts, and specifically gifts that don't suck. So <laughs> we gave some great tips and links and places where you can go and find awesome gifts. And now we can add to that list with Mean and Mean Arms with all these cool things that they got in, in the products that they have. So make sure you go check that episode out. But, you know, it's it, it, the Christmas. I don't know. It, it, it changes people. I don't know what it is about the, the Christmas season because it's supposed to be a nice joyful, you know, giving time of year. But people just seem like they're more of assholes. I'll just say it. You know, they they just, the meanness comes out in people, or the greediness, I don't know what it is. But I was out today and just watching people drive, you know, is, is the worst. The traffic's up, you know, because everybody is out trying to get their, shopping done and you know going to from work and you know work all these extra things in and all the delivery so you got more trucks on the road and you know it's just it's just a hectic time so i just want to take this opportunity to say just take a deep breath you know and just know that it's going to take you a little bit longer to get to your destination or get through that checkout line uh, at the grocery store or wherever you may be and just be courteous to the checkout people also because, you know, they got to deal with some some rough people during this time of year. And I'm sure they catch all kinds of of hell that they don't deserve. Now, some of them may deserve it. You know, I've called out many of the checkout person on the for the jack wagon nominations. Um, but, you know, you got to put yourself in their shoes and all the I mean, they probably see 
five, six hundred people a day, you know, coming through their. Tent. A lot of the checkout people nowadays are the customer themselves. Well, and that's that's true, and we talked about that too. But you know <laughs> yeah. that a lot of a lot of I'm going to say a lot, but some companies are taking out those self checkouts. I heard Walmart is doing that. Is well, that true? Yes, the, that's okay. that's the rumor anyway. That I did hear that they're going to at least limit it. They're going to cut it back and start doing more people. And you know they gave all these reasons about, um, you know the equipment was more expensive and you know the maintenance was more expensive than they had originally anticipated and blah blah blah. You know they gave this big long list of stuff. And then at the very I, I end, I think it was really just their uh, unexpected one hundred percent sales that they were seeing from that process. Well, I think it was not that; it was the theft. That, That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. So one hundred percent off. And that was like the the very last you know, reason that they gave and they're like, Oh, and you know, you know, some people walk out with stuff, but now people don't even go through the checkout line. They just steal stuff out and out mm-hmm. blatantly. There was a video I was watching today. Uh, it was on the news and I don't know if it was a Walmart or what. It looked like a Walmart cause they had blue vest on, but there's like five or six people were going to this display of, I couldn't tell what it was, but they were just, just grabbing armfuls of it and heading out the door. And all the, the people could do is just video them, you know, and try to, I guess, get their ID. And the police aren't yeah. going to track them down. They don't care. You know, it's like, because it's probably in one of these states where they've made it legal for them to do that now. You know, if it's not, yeah, if it's not $50,000 worth of stuff, we don't care, you know. Yeah. Kind of deal. So anyway, um, that's just my I'll- holiday message for everybody. Just take a deep breath, chillax. I try to I try to stay real positive as much as I can, Lefty. But I will go ahead and nominate whoever invented the elf on the shelf because we <laughs> did, we didn't need that extra task. What is uh, an elf enough. on his shelf? Oh, you don't know about that's for the kids. Uh, the elf uh-huh. um, the elf is like a satellite uh, employee for Santa that comes to your house and sits on the shelf and uh-huh. watches the, and moves to a new location every morning for the kids to find him. I'm, I'm, and there's some parents that go to extreme lengths for this, but I'm googling yeah. this now. Uh, I'm going to screen share here. So, is this is this it? Yes. Yeah, there's a whole industry behind it now, and and you there there actually is some pretty funny like um, you know elves that get into uh, trouble and and such for the kids to find them the next day, um, but. It, I was like I was saying, we we have enough going on in our house. We don't we didn't need that extra extra task every night for the month of December. But oh my gosh! So, <clears throat> but the kids love it. So hey, okay. so is it is it tied into like a a reward kind of system? Is like you find the elf, you get a you get a reward kind of deal, or uh, it's it's uh it's more of a behavior control mechanism. You know, the elf's watching you. You better not. You know, oh, the kid's not allowed to touch the elf. The elf loses, loses its magic if the kid touches it. So I that's another, see. That's another great source of videos, too, is you can find YouTube videos of kids, like, grabbing the elf and the other the siblings are going nuts. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? They're trying to hide it, maybe. So, yeah. So, like, you, a control mechanism. So, like, hey, Santa's watching. He's got his elf here, so you better be on your best behavior kind of deal. Yes, Big brother's exactly. watching. <laughs> That's ridiculous. So that explains that. Um, I saw a um, Instagram reel today or something, and some lady was was and she was holding that. Out. I didn't know what it was. 
Mm. And I didn't listen to the whole thing, but she was basically just cussing this thing and saying how <laughs> ridiculous and stupid and people don't waste their money kind of deal on it. Yeah, it was. Now I understand yeah. what it is. Elf on a shelf. <laughs> Looks like some kind of Chinese um, invention that I, they've. I, I think it was. I think someone wrote a book. Society. I think that was the origin. A book. Yeah, somebody wrote a book. I don't know, fifteen years ago, and um, something like that. And uh, yeah, it's been kind of a a growing tradition for a lot of families since then. Okay, uh, not yours though, apparently. No, we we, we have it. We're uh, we're we're still hanging in there with it. And is there a reindeer too? Because she had like a reindeer and an elf. Uh, we do not. I'm, I who knows what accessories are out there now. Yeah. I, okay. I, we do not. We we just have the one elf. I think our elf is female. She has earrings. Uh, we have we have daughters. So. Oh, how old are your children? If you don't. Uh, we have a seven and a ten year old. Seven and, and ten year old. The ten year old is aware of what's going on with the holidays. Okay. The seven is is not yet. So. So they're like right at that age to where, you know, they're really in it. Oh yeah. What's the big? Is the elf on the shelf the big? thing this year or what's the big toy you know one year it was like furby i'm showing my age but yeah no um cabbage patch I mean, kids I, <laughs> you remember our, them? our older one loves our older one loves legos you know so so she's solid into in the into the lego world i mean you gotta you gotta mortgage your house to buy legos these days <laughs> you know legos aren't cheap i agree they're expensive that's for santa to take care of not not me well you know i Santa's got a budget too. <laughs> mm-hmm. He can't just wish Legos, you know, out of his reindeer. But uh, okay, I just thought you might know what's the hot thing this year that that people are fighting um, over in stores and stealing and selling out of the back of the car, kind of deal. I, I, yeah, if there is one, I don't know it. I'm not, I'm mostly just uh, focused on the Legos for us. You remember the Beanie Babies? Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, we saw a document. My wife and I watched a documentary about that. It was it was actually really funny. No, it wasn't documentary. It, it was, was that uh, movie. Oh, was it a movie? Zach Galifianakis it. in it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the one I saw. It was yeah. funny. It was. It was hilarious. I watched that too. I I did not pay as close attention uh, back when all that stuff was happening. I I did not know it, I at either. least half the stuff that was in that movie. No, I, I just Beanie Baby. I knew it was a thing, and I mean, I, I was in. I think I was in college. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I was into GI Joes when I was younger. That was that was my big the real American hero. You know, they came out with this the three and three quarter inch. Mm-hmm. When I have two older brothers, and they had the you know the big twelve inch action figures. Yeah, you know, so I had I those. had more of the smaller ones. Yeah, yeah, I had more of those too. Um, but yeah, that that was my big thing. Cobra, baby. Mm-hmm. Storm Shadow. Uh, so Jack wagons, that's our Jack wagons. Um, if you guys have some nominations, send them in just a quick little update on maybe what's going on in, uh, gun news here. Nick's checks top 680,000 for black Friday week. That's just the week 680,000 for black Friday week. Got to pump those numbers up. I guess some people had some great deals going on during black Friday, cyber Monday. Uh, try to tell you guys this is the time of year. You save your money, wait till this time of year, and this is where you're going to get your best deals. Typically, now Black Friday Cyber Monday is not what it used to be. It's you know they yeah. people have figured out, um, manufacturers and companies have figured out that you know they just say Black Friday and they could mark it up, you know, ten percent. Nobody would know. They think it's still getting a good deal. 
So you got to be careful. You got to watch. Um, we don't talk a lot of politics on the show, but did you watch that debate with uh, DeSantis and and Newsom at all? Uh, just enough to see that uh, Newsom seemed like he got embarrassed from what I was watching. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he. I don't think he has any scruple. I don't think he got embarrassed. He just. He just didn't answer any of the questions. He answered none of the questions that were asked him. Uh, I think he's more of a a filler. I think they're using him as a red herring that people think he's going to run. You know, they're putting it out there, and by him not saying that he's going to run. And then they're going to throw in somebody else at the last minute that's not him. And he's he's kind of testing the waters for that person, I think. I don't know. That's my thought on it. Maybe. I maybe, don't know. Maybe Michelle Obama. Or is it Michael Obama? I don't, I don't know. That would not surprise me either. I, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, the you, I don't. I don't think Biden's going to run, but that's just my personal opinion. I just. I don't think he's going to make it, man. I just don't yeah. think he can make it. He is not cognitive. He is definitely senile. You know. People, yeah, he's he's peanut butter upstairs, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, people are trying to be nice about it and say, you know, he may be this, he may be, you know, no, he is. He's definitely senile. Yeah. Um, the UN conference pushes his anti-hunting meatless agenda. To fight climate change, you heard that. <laughs> I, I heard some of the headlines, yeah, but other other than that, no, I didn't pay attention to it. It's a global confab for privileged leaders to fly their private jets around the world, including Vice President Kamala Harris and U.S. Special Presidential Envoy for Climate John Kerry to meet and talk about climate science. But anti-hunting animal rights activists are piling on the climate agenda this year with major efforts to force developed countries to cut back on the burgers and steaks. U.S. officials should tell U.N. officials to pound sand. It's a backwards and laughable proposal for many reasons, such as an effort would end up penalizing Americans millions, uh, penalizing America's millions of hunters. Which, do you hunt? Uh, not as much as I like to. Yeah, me too. Um, I actually have not, uh, I've been out to, to look around and, and check my cameras and my stands and everything, but I haven't actually gone out and hunted yet. So got to do that. Time's running out. They should fly Ted Nugent out there to debate them on some of those issues. They don't, I think think Ted would, uh, provide a good perspective. And that's why they don't. (laughs) I know. I know. Uh, let's see. And that can Consequently, would harm many more millions of less fortunate families in need of good, healthy meals, especially during the holiday season. Uh, more on that, you guys can go to NSSF. Um, check that out, what the UN's up to. And we just picked up a, a beef sponsor for the show, Whiskey River Beef, Leadhead. Awesome. So uh, tell tell these UN tree huggers, um, vegetarians, to go stuff it. And go buy some meat from Whiskey River Beef. Use the code WRB2023. Get 10% off. And we've got a $100 giveaway that we're going to be doing from now until January. You go to Whiskey River Beef's website and um, under the contact us, fill that out. That's how you enter. And uh, we'll announce a winner up in January. So get some really good beef. 
whiskey mash fed beef. They're down here in Lynchburg, Tennessee, so that ought to give you an idea where the whiskey mash is coming from. Jack Daniels. Makes sense. <laughs> uh, let's see. MSR, which is Modern Sport and Rifle Ban Law Appeal to U.S. Supreme Court again. Have you heard anything else on the, the braces? Is that still... Uh, we still I think I saw good to go the on those. ATF appealed it. I thought they blocked the appeal. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, um, I thought I saw that, but yeah, I have not paid as much attention to that. Oh, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, leadheads, uh, David is an attorney. So never I, admit, never admit when you're the lawyer. <laughs> uh, IP attorney, intellectual yes. property attorney. So uh, this may interest you. Uh, Rim Arms announces Georgia consolidation. Remington Firearms is going to consolidate everything and and come to Georgia. Yeah, you got some new it's neighbors. Exciting. Yeah, you you have neighbors up in Tennessee, Smith and Wesson, and yeah, Remington coming down here. Actually, when I was at Sikorsky, one of the one of the buildings I worked in, it was not at the main Sikorsky plant. It was actually an old Remington building in Stratford, Connecticut. I was working on the um, the new version that's out now, or, or at least it's. Uh, the prototypes are out now, the King Stallion, the CH-53K. That's what I was working on back back in those days when I was at Sikorsky. And, um, yeah, in an yeah. old Remington building. The big old King Stallion. Those things are huge. Is that what Air Force One is, the helicopter that they use? So Air Force One is uh, – no, that's an old Sea King. That's a S-61 Sikorsky. Um, okay. the, new Air For- the new Air Force One – or Marine One, sorry. The, the new Marine, Marine One, one is yeah. a uh, S-92, smaller than a 53. Um, but, um, they, what the presidential fleet, they would have, um, support aircraft to go with Marine one. So Marine one used to always be a 61 until it got replaced in pretty recently with the 92. But, um, back when it was a 61, they would have support aircraft that would, that would either carry, um, supplies and vehicles like limos. Um, they had a 53 that would, that would carry limos. Um, as a support aircraft, and they also had Blackhawks with the same paint scheme, uh, the, that dark green color yeah. um, for for other VIPs, but not non presidential VIPs. Very cool. So that's the the helicopter that you worked on, the the Stallion, right? Yeah, the fifty three. Yeah, the um, the Super Stallion is the fifty three E, and those are some of those are still in service. They're they're huge. They're um, the main rotor seventy nine foot. Uh, oh my god, that's huge! So it, it's it's a big it's a big uh, big aircraft. They can they can lug around um, hum hummers and all kinds of mm-hmm. stuff. It's unreal. oh yeah, they they the would payload. external load uh, multiple Humvees, um, the fifty three fifty three E's and the fifty three K, the newer one that I worked on, um, is they widened it so that you could drive a Hummer in the back of it. So the cabin is uh, about a foot wider, I think, than the old E was. Oh my gosh can't imagine the weight i mean yeah. you talk about beating the air into submission <laughs> mm-hmm. those big old freaking rotors man jesus i got my degree in aerospace also oh okay yeah so i've i worked awesome. at an airport for several years and i used to could tell you every aircraft you know from a mile away i'd be able to identify them i i can't tell you what a damn cessna is now it's been so long <laughs> Uh, let's see. Anything else interesting here? Gun control centers ignore criminals to treat guns as a disease. You know, we talked about this 
I think it was the last episode or episode before, but you know, these, these politicians try to make everything, you know, again, like a, a pandemic or an epidemic to where they can get uh, special, uh, it, it grants them special immunity to not follow the laws and they can just enact a law or something like that immediately. You're an attorney. Yeah, an what am I trying interim. to say? <laughs> like, You're an attorney. What am I trying to say there? Yeah, I mean, they're trying to circumvent legislation and uh, figure yeah. out a way that, that use emergency powers to... That's it. Emergency powers. Yeah. Or, or something similar to that. Yeah. If they make everything an emergency, like, you know, they're trying to make guns a disease. They're trying to make it... Let's see, what do they say here? Uh, U.S. Senators bent on more gun control used a hearing at the Senate Judiciary Committee to attempt, yet again, to diagnose violent crime in America as a public health disease. Right. There you go. So they're trying to. And get meanwhile, them. the CDC is uh, removing studies from their website that talked about how much defensive gun uses were happening in in the United States. So yeah, um, might be an agenda there. I mean, if it looks like a duck, sounds like a duck. It's a duck. All right, that's enough of that for this episode. We've got a lot that we want to talk about with. David about mean arms. So let's get into that. Uh, heroes. I had a couple as they come to me. I'll mention them as we go through the the show there. But uh, you know, Santa Claus, hero this time of year. Santa Claus, Jesus Christ, my heroes. So there you go. Whiskey River beef, farm to table with a twist. Come along with us on a quest towards achieving self sufficiency in food production and fostering a robust local food source to promote good health. Stock up with premium Tennessee beef, unparalleled in flavor and tenderness. You can be confident that you're receiving beef with no added growth hormones or implants. Always pasture-raised, locally USDA processed, and shipped straight to your home. Whiskey River beef is grass and whiskey mash fed and finished and is at least 14 days dry aged to enhance the tenderness and give you the most robust flavor imaginable. Go to whiskeyriverbeef.com today to order. Visit us on Instagram at Whiskey River Life and on Facebook at Whiskey River Beef LLC. Whiskey River Beef is a proud sponsor of the Talking Lead Podcast and the Leadhead Brigade. All right. David, Mean Arms. You guys are down in Georgia. They've got tons of experience with the polymers. Been making OEM products, uh, the the grips, the butt stocks. They've been doing hand guards too. Is that we? Yep. Um, supplying probably a lot of the products that if you've got an AR, it's probably got one of their products or it had one of their products on it. Talk about how they started that. You know, how do they get into that kind of business? We, uh, it started out as I'm going to buy one machine, a milling machine, and put it in a garage, a one-car garage, and start making stuff. And uh, that turned into making parts for molds, and that turned into eventually making the entire mold. And then it turned into, well, I made the mold. I guess I can use the mold, and uh, I better get some water, water to- cooling towers and uh, get enough cooling to run this you know, red-hot polymer into the mold and, and you know, Spitting out parts and then making them and then running three shifts 24 hours a day. Jeez. Have they if, always... you're not, if you have a molding machine, you're not running it 24 hours. You're not making any money because the margins are tight for the injection molding world. Yeah, I can imagine. 
Now, were they doing things outside of the firearms industry with this? I can imagine. They oh yeah, 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 definitely. Um, yeah, the um, yeah, mean, mean is uh, um, we focus on firearm stuff, but the the has other businesses that are you know primarily non firearm related at all. Uh, you know, right. industries all over the map. Well, and that's yeah. how that's how a company gets innovative. Also, is you know that if they're involved with other things, other companies, then you know they might pick up something that's like, oh, this would work really well over here with our, yeah. you know, our firearms. That's, that's where firearms. a lot of the materials that we use came from, both metallic metals and uh, polymers. You know, the um, a lot of the firearm world tended to use the same old stuff for years and years, and we've yeah. tried to incorporate as many newer materials that maybe you don't see in a lot of other uh, firearm products out there. But yeah, I mean, I, I was going to say the Endomag, uh, it, it led to an interesting interaction for us because we, you know, we made this and our thought was, you know, let's, let's help more consumers get into the PCC world, you know, an easier entry. You know, they already have a lower, they already have magazines. They basically just had to buy the upper and then figure their buffer out and they can run a blowback uh, nine millimeter with uh, minimal changes. Uh, the Endomag uh, has the – we make two versions of the Endomag. This one that I'm showing here, if you look at the top of it, it actually has a piece sticking off. You can see it there at the very top of the magazine. That's the ejector. Yeah. So we make two versions of the yeah. Endomag. Yours has the ejector as well. And uh, that's because most of the 9-millimeter uh, um, ARs out there, they either put the ejector um, in the lower in the lower receiver – for a lot of the pistol caliber stuff, like a Glock mag lower will have an ejector. And it's usually just bolted or uh, screwed into the receiver, and it's just an arm that sticks up. And yeah. when the when the bolt comes back, that's there, and it hits the round, and that's that's what ejects it out. Uh, so obviously, if you're using a mil-spec lower, you're not going to have that. So that's why we put it on the magazine, like the, uh, the original version of the Endomag. The... Um, and, and one of the benefits that we didn't really anticipate when we first came out with it, our thought was how do we help the market and get more people into that side of uh, the PCC world? But we actually had people that were um, from a training perspective coming to us saying, I love this because I can cut down on my um, ammo costs. Instead of having to buy you know crates of 5.56, five, I'm buying crates of 9mm for significantly less. And your Endomag means that all my uh, trainees and students – are uh, using the same manual of arms, all the same muscle memory, all the same accessories for magazines. Uh, really, the only the only uh, oddity for them is the ejection. If you drop a, a magazine that's not empty, it's uh, you're not going to be able to eject the last round by charging it if there's no magazine in the gun. So that is one uh, oddity for the Indomag, the original version of the Indomag. Yeah, but. That, that that's actually how we met some of the folks in federal law enforcement is they picked up Endomags and they started looking at it. And one of our sales guys got a call one day and they said, Hey, this is uh, uh, such and such from redacted federal uh, law enforcement agency. And our, and our guy thought he was getting pranked. So he hung up on him <laughs> and they, they called him back uh, five minutes later and uh, convinced them that they really were from that agency. And so we started talking to him and we ended up going up to visit. And um, just for our listeners, you know, redacted is not the actual name of the. <laughs> correct. It's not a city. Um, There's not a city called. There might be a city called redacted. Who knows? That would be a good name. Yeah. Um, so we went and visited them and, and they loved the Indomag. And, and then that led to them asking us, well, you know, what uh, nine millimeter upper should we run with our lowers and your Indomag? 
And we started to say, and then we stopped and we said, you know what? Um, and we don't want to criticize anybody in the industry, but to us, we, we've seen so much, um, so many issues with blowbacks out there, whether it's out of batteries or there's just, there's no standardization for nine millimeter ARs. So we said, you know what? We're, we're not going to recommend any opportunity. Let give us a week or two to come up with some preliminary ideas and let's see if we can come up with an upper that we can recommend, um, that's as safe as we think it should be for you and your trainees. And that is where we started with development of the bearing delay or eventually led to bearing delay. Um, that was back in, I want to say 18, it's either 18 or early 19, uh, when that started and pre pandemic. um, Yes. And I started it at Maine pre pandemic as well. Um, and so that that led to the original design that we had for a um, a delay in an AR platform that utilized um, just a standard AR lower and a standard AR upper. And we actually had it wasn't even ball bearings the original design. It was actually rollers. And uh, I loved that design because it had it had mechanical ejection built into the BCG. It was yeah. I thought it was it was really cool. Um, we actually showed that at SHOT Show back in 2020. So the internet never forgets. If you go back through <laughs> social media and, and everything else, whether it's our own or other people's, you'll find images the of roller. our prototype from that SHOT Show back in 2020, in January of that year. Um, and it ran great. Um, I, I shot it myself uh, as part of the um, durability testing. But we got to, we started to get down the road of saying, all right, how are we going to ma- mass produce these? And we started to see some roadblocks with um, some of the way the metal parts were, were made and designed. And so we, we did a crazy Ivan and we, uh, reverse course and completely from the ground up redesigned it. And our inspiration was, um, I, I'm sure you have it in your garage too, lefty, you know, those little pneumatic air fittings where you pull the sleeve out and the balls retract or push in and yeah. out to lock your, uh, tool into the into your air hose nowadays, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that that was kind of what we were thinking when with the original um, switch from rollers to bearings, and um, the the great thing about the bearing delay is that I'm going to pull out a BCG so I can show you. Okay. Um, each of the ball bearings um, in the end of our bolt has the same contact surface area as one roller from an uh, an MP5, and so we have three of these. So we have 50% more contact surface area than um, an MP5 does, and and people rave about the durability and reliability or durability that is of uh, an MP5. Oh, MP5s uh, are you know the the gold standard for the, you know. Yeah, uh, exactly. And, and one of the guys uh, on Instagram asked, you know, what 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 kind of um, uh, durability and um, life do you expect for a bearing delay upper? And uh, the short answer to that is, of course, you know, there's so many variables, the type of ammo you shoot, how often you clean it. Um, so there's not really a good way to answer that. But I will say um, people regularly shoot MP5s for tens of thousands of rounds with with basically little to no maintenance. Yeah, We have actually more, like I said, more surface area than they do. So let me ask you this. We, what am I gaining by additional surface area? What does that give? It's what does less, that give me? Less less wear. The wear is distributed more um, more evenly, and and actually ours are distributed uh, 120 degrees apart on the around the bolt face, and 
three right. di three directions. So an MP5 just has two rollers on the side, just 50-50 side to side. Uh, they also had a sheet metal uh, receiver and uh, a um, trunnion that was pressed in. So uh, those are those are all. Um, I, I love German stuff. I love German cars and guns and everything. But the reality is, at times, they can either be a little too complicated or they can be a little stubborn about updating some of their designs. So yeah, you know, the MP, the MP5 is a great design, but it was designed in. Uh, the fifties or sixties. They were and, the Germans were way ahead on a lot of their uh, engineering and designs, you know, because they were pushed to by the right. Führer. Um, but then, you know, like you said, they're tough to change and you know stubborn. And but then, you know, companies like you have taken that stuff, and many companies have taken German designs and improved upon them. You know, that's where the AK came from, where they want to admit it or not. You know, right. Stromgewehr. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, but um, you've got videos on your YouTube channel. Uh, I'm going to pull up a video here. Uh, let me do a screen share of of actually the disassembly of this, um, your bolt carrier here. So let me share my screen. And you guys, as, as you're listening to this, let's go ahead and, and get this out there too, David. Um, Mean has been very generous to you, Leadheads. They're offering a discount code. So speaking of, you know, the gifts that don't suck and you want to go get these gifts now, as you're listening to this, go to their website. It's, um, is it meanarms.com? Yes. Yep, meanarms.com. And you can use the code TALKINGLEAD and you're going to get 10% off any of their products there. And a little added bonus if you want to purchase their bearing delayed upper that they have, the system, the complete upper, you're going to give them an additional five extra ExoMags. Yes. Right? Okay. So Yeah, and we can talk about the ExoMags now or we can show the No, the no, we'll, we'll talk about those delay. in a minute. I just wanted to get this yeah. out. I meant to do it earlier because I That's wanted okay. them to go to your website and, and know that you know, all this is available to them now and they can get it at a discount. So don't delay, do it, go to their website, load up for your stock and stuffers, buy that special someone, something very special, especially with one of the, uh, the bearing delayed upper systems there. That's, that would be really sweet. And they get 10, they can get 10% off that plus the five mags. Yes. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. The 10% the is for any, any order that someone makes. And then, on top of that, you get five free mags if you want to order one of the uh, bearing delay uppers. There you go. So, which one of these should I show first? The the, the one BCG? on the right, the second, yeah, the second one, the one your mouse is on. That okay. that is just the BCG disassembly. And so, to, basically, you just twist the bolt in either direction, and it will come off the front of the carrier. And then, and I wanted to pull this up too, just to show the difference because you know we were talking about the radial, um, also. So we'll, yeah. we'll talk a little bit, you know, the difference between the the bearing, the radial. I mean, there's all kinds of different uh, blowback designs that are out there. So, all right. So explain what we're looking at here. Yeah. So it's going to loop back and we'll start again. So the bolt just twists either direction, pulls straight off. It pulls the bolt um, extension. That's the part that went down. And then that's the lifter that came out and we're replacing. If you, uh, if you kind of zoom in, you can see the first one that comes out of the BCG is labeled H. We have a, a, a range of different lifters, so yeah, the one that's coming out right now is an H lifter. 
and then that's going to pull out and you just swap that out for a different size. I think the other one is a P that drops down from the top of the screen. Um, so basically, yeah, it's just that one part you swap it out. And the, if you look at the, if you look at the front of the lifter there, it has three grooves on it and that's what pushes the balls out from the inside of the BCG. So basically you're just changing the angle that those are relative to the center axis of that part. And what that's going to allow is if you've got different loads, um, or you're shooting suppressed, that's going to get right. you the timing. It's going to time it and get you the. Yeah. So, so there. basically when someone orders a, a bearing delay, it comes with two lifters. You're going to get one that's in the BCG. That's kind of a general purpose. I think it's usually the K lifter and, uh, that's a P right there. that just dropped down. Right. So a P a P would be later into the alphabet. A P would be good. If you're, if you're shooting plus plus P something that, that runs really hot, you're gonna um, you can re- you can reduce the recoil um, by switching to something deeper into the alphabet like an M or a P or a Q um, to just uh, lessen that angle. Basically, you're changing the dwell time of the BCG system. So, um, and then the other end of the spectrum, the other lifter that comes with a lot of the uppers is an H. Um, so a, a hotel uh, lifter is going to be good for if you're running subsonics. And something that might not have a lot of oomph, uh, you can uh, make sure that it cycles. You know, if you're running a suppressor, you might have a really light ammo. You might want to switch to something like that H lifter that's shown there on the screen, and that's going to make sure that you cycle reliably. Uh, but you know, the rea- the reality is the K lifter that comes with it's going to shoot almost all of the off off the shelf ammo that you can find. Uh, the the ones at the extreme ends of the alphabet are for people that are really tinkering or, you know, in some cases, competition shooters that sure. have really uh, oddball ammo that they want to use or they want to really uh, dial down the recoil if they're in competition and they're trying to get shots off quick. Um, I think that's where this system really shines is the ability to be able to tune it uh, for whatever situation you're in. Whether you have um, you know, a certain suppressor that you're running or, like you said, different ammo or, or even, um, you know, um, the uh, the ability to, to just change felt re- re- perceived recoil. Yeah. Different link barrels, everything comes into right. play there. Um, how yep. many different lifters do you have are available right now? <clears throat> um, so the manual for the upper lists, um, I think at least 10 of them. Uh, oh, wow. I, I have to look at it, to be honest. I, I don't want to say 10 because I don't know if that's the right number, but um, – there, there are more in stock than what we show in the manual. I, I will say that uh, <laughs> we have some, um, you know, ones that we don't necessarily publicize. We don't want anybody to get hurt. You know, we don't sure. want anybody to put the wrong one in. So we're try to we try to be careful with that stuff. Yeah. Uh, to make sure they know what they're doing and then they understand that like you should only use this with, you know, um, a really light ammo or yeah. or vice versa. You should only use this with something. It may not cycle reliably if you and is run there like, this with for full auto. Is there like a certain one you should put in for the shooting the uh no full auto is kind of the the same thing i mean it's as long as your system is uh is is running normal you know the the lifter is not going to affect that it's more about the ammo like you said um yeah it also i will say going go the going farther into the alphabet is gonna assuming that you have enough um power in the ammo you're you're using it's gonna reduce the um the wear and tear on all the parts if you uh, kind of dial down the dwell time some, yeah. make it a little bit softer, it's going to be better for, for Smoother, everything. softer, yeah. Yeah. So are, do we want to play this video now? This would be the, the firing animation. 
Yeah, yeah. This one shows everything, the whole system uh, in the upper with it, with all the parts. Yeah. Okay. So it shows, yeah. So there's the barrel extension. And our barrel extension is just threaded into a barrel. So, you know, we talked about the MP5 earlier. They have a, a trunnion that's pressed in, and they're kind of a known problem with the MP5 is that those things wear out and they stretch. You know, we actually don't have issues with our barrel extension, but if you ever did, it just threads off the barrel and can be replaced easily. So, um, and that's actually showing our hybrid trigger that we talked about earlier in the animation as well. Oh, okay. And an endo and an endo mag. All that's um and the handguard that we haven't even talked about yet. But all, all yeah, of that's shown in this video. That. So this is the, the and and what I want to do is you know, I have the endo mag here, I've not opened it yet. And I was I want to do just an install for our viewing audience to show them how easy it, it is to do. So sure. We'll remind me to do that. Um, okay. We'll do that too. Um, definitely we'll talk more about that trigger too. Uh, is, did you have that trigger in the one that I shot at, uh, the range? Um, I think a lot of the ones that we were shooting at IV 88, um, were our, uh, some of our demo and testing units that are full auto. So those would have a different trigger group. Okay. Gotcha. But yeah, if we had some semi, semi auto ones, they may, they would have had this trigger group. Okay. So I, I, shot I can't full, remember to be honest. I shot the full auto. Okay. So it wouldn't have been that. So with this upper, you get you've got the complete upper. If somebody wanted, like you said, if they had, um, they can't go and build one of these. Is what I is what I'm asking. So they would have to have a special barrel. So, to get a special barrel and yeah. So to use the, with your the, the upper as a whole. Uh, right now we're just selling the upper as a complete unit. So basically everything you need to drop it on to a lower and and shoot. Um, includes charging handle, BCG, you know, barrel handguard, every, everything. Yeah. Um, but uh, for people that are tinkerers, for people that want to, you know, some some people are going to completely disassemble something as soon as they buy it. That's just their personality. The uh, the bearing delay upper. The only parts that are proprietary okay. are the barrel, the BCG, and of course the barrel extension that's threaded on to the back of the barrel. Everything else is um, is just standard AR stuff. So, you know, if you wanted to put a different handguard on it, that'll work fine. Uh, charging handle is same thing. Um, all of those parts are uh, normal, normal AR. Um, we do have some guide rails that hold our bearings in that extend from uh, extend from the barrel extension back into the upper. And that there's a you can see a polymer piece right there that holds the tail end of those rails in place. Um, but that that just fits in a standard AR upper. That there's nothing stopping you from taking that out and putting it into somebody else, some other just mil spec AR upper. Right. Um, but but yeah, as you said, we we are just selling complete uppers at this time. That's that's the plan for now. And part of that is a, a maintenance and serv service issue. You know, the, there's a there's a lot going on with the system, and you know, to the extent we can minimize variables to try to. Uh, for anyone that has problems out there, it's going to be a lot easier on the service side of things to um, to know that all that stuff is the is normal for us. So in that in that picture you can see on the page, there are are five different barrel lengths: uh, four and a half at the bottom, seven and a half, eleven, fourteen and a half, and sixteen. And uh, the the sixth option is to ask for the fourteen and a half to be welded up with our muzzle device on there. Okay, it doesn't automatically come pin and welded. We have both versions. We have a, a, a regular version where you can take it off if you want, and then uh, we we have the option of uh, welding it on. Okay. 
Very and uh, the the muzzle device is our own uh, proprietary design. Uh, the reason I like it is that you don't have a crush washer. So it actually just has a jam nut that's reverse threaded. And um, that way you can take it on and off as many times as you want and not have to worry about uh, – can I reuse this uh, crush washer or do I have another crush washer in the toolbox? You know, you never need one of those. Very nice. So again, go to their website, meanarms.com uh, for our viewing audience. I'm there right now. I've got it pulled up, um, showing them the bearing delay upper receiver and, uh, the different, the different options that they have. And these are available now. People can get there yep. back order or anything like that. It's like three to four weeks to ship looks like. Yep. Yeah, we just we we've had a we've had a little bit of a, a jump in sales with um, Black Friday, so you know we're trying to keep up as fast as we can. Uh, yeah, there's there, you actually you can see an ejection pattern right there. Um, that's another feature we should probably talk about for the for the bearing delay. Is uh, a unique thing about this system is uh, a lot of people. It's not it's not a, a secret in this industry that there are a lot of people that have issues getting. Uh, consistent ejection with a nine millimeter system uh, where they're using a sprung ejector. And if you scroll up just the uh, one click, you can see the front of our bolt face. You have something sticking right in the middle of the face, which you wouldn't always expect to be there. That's our ejector. Uh, to shorten up the moment arm and get a little bit more leverage on the case, we put the ejector right in the center of the bolt face. So the firing pin actually passes through our ejector. Okay. So that that's why you see that consistent ejection in the uh, it's a slow motion of a full auto. So have you got um, a longer firing pin or uh, the firing pin is unique. It's not it doesn't share the same firing pin as any other weapon. Um, but but no, the firing pin is a normal length. It just uh, you know the the ejector has to be compressed back to the bolt face, which is what normally happens when it goes right. in the battery. But um, okay, yeah. Right. And here's and a th there's a better close up of, of one lifter. of the lifters. Yeah. And those bearings just ride through there. It's it's on the very left end at the bottom. It's just those grooves on the front of the face. So it's it's just yeah, that that little groove from the tip where the firing pin goes through out to the edge right there. It's it's not a real long distance. Yeah. And what's the what's the delay time? Do you know what the have you guys measured delay time on this? No, um, I don't think we have actually. Um, that's a good question. I, I do. Yeah, we have not measured the time yeah. um, that it takes. So the the I guess maybe for our our novice listeners who aren't familiar with blowback, you know, and what's going on with that, you know, with the pistol calibers, you typically get more they're rougher to shoot. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of counterintuitive. A lot of people, um, you know, they're they're thinking about five five six, and then someone says, "Well, I'm going to do a nine millimeter AR," and um, you you most people would assume, I think, or a lot of people would assume that nine millimeter, oh, that's that's going to have a lot less uh, recoil than a, a rifle caliber. Um, but uh, five five six, you know, they use a gas system or a piston system, and they're they're um, absorbing a lot of that energy into the mechanism for cycling the weapon um most blowback nine millimeters or all blowback uh, nine millimeters are just using the momentum of of uh, the uh of the of the round firing to cycle the weapon so all of the recoil is going into your shoulder so that's why actually nine millimeters use if they're blowback they actually have more recoil than a typical 556 does 
Right. So this is uh, um, for listeners. I've got a Nordic Components nine millimeter AR that they've that they've used to make. I don't think they make them anymore. Um, make really good rifles though. Nordic Components, great company. Um, but just to show the difference, you know, in what a you know a normal nine millimeter BCG looks like versus the uh, the bearing one, and these are heavy. You know, that's another thing too. There's a lot of weight in these. It goes. It's a lot of weight in the BCG, and then also the buffer that you have to use with that is usually multiple ounces heavier than a five five six buffer is. Right. And again, that's because you're really just relying on the spring and mass to uh, control it. Um, th there's no separate part on the bolt at the front of it. It's just one solid block essentially of yeah. of uh, chunk of material for the BCG. So, again, that that was our initial um, motivation to create the bearing delay was we want something that's safer for these folks than a blowback because there is a problem. It can be a problem with added batteries for those. So yeah. the bearing delay uses those ball bearings to lock itself into battery when it goes all the way forward, similar to the locking lugs on an AR where the bolt turns and twists when it goes into battery similar in that sense that it locks in un unlike a blowback nine right. and also like an AR our system when the bolt is not compressed when the bolt moves off the carrier forward the firing pin is not long enough to reach the bolt face even if the ejector is compressed all the way uh, same thing with an AR if you have a 556 five, AR if the bolt is is pushed out um, and it's not the locking loads aren't twisted the firing pin isn't long enough to reach the bolt face. So it's a built-in safety feature both in ARs and in the bearing delay. So, for instance, I've got this. If I wanted to change this upper to your upper, would I be able to run it? I, I can't see it that well. What kind of magazine is it using? Uh, it's a Glock. Okay, yeah. Glock so mag. normally, yeah, we, we've run ours with multiple Glock lowers and Usually what happens is that lower, if you if you open it up and look inside, the lower probably has an ejector that's um, fastened in from the side. And uh, because we have the ejector built into our BCG, you yeah. just need to remove that, and then you're ready to go. Yeah, right yeah. There. The, the wing sticking up that's pointed towards the towards your your left, my right. Yeah. That's that's your ejector. So usually, I can't see it from here, but usually there's just a couple of fasteners that you'd have to just take an Allen wrench or something and uh, un unthread and just pull that piece out, and then you're ready to go. Uh, the other thing is you need to uh, swap to a different buffer. Uh, that probably has a heavy buffer in it. Mm -hmm. So our, our bearing delay is made to run with the standard 5.56 buffer. So uh, okay. just a carbine is uh, good for us in most situations. Okay. But the idea behind ours is that someone that's shooting 5.56, you know, with a standard uh, AR lower, is going to be able to pull the pins, take their upper off, put the bearing delay upper on, pick up an endomag, and then they're ready to shoot. No other changes. Yeah. So just take a regular AR like this. Yep. And this is clear. Pop that off, and then there's nothing that you got to change here. Right. And you just run that with, put this in a P mag, and then I'm good to go. Put the yep. the endo mag in a P mag, and I'm good to go. Yep, and and that one already has the right um, buffer in it, so that doesn't need to be changed. And yeah, then you're ready to go. Change the buffer out. Nothing. Very cool. 
Let's and so, yeah, th there's both a fun PCC side to that, but there's also a training aspect to people say, you know what, I can save on my department's uh, training budget by um, swapping to uh, all of our training ammo now becomes 9mm instead of 5.56. That's substantial savings. But it also opens up, you know, if, if you're in an urban um, LEO situation, uh, you might have more access to indoor ranges that prefer handgun caliber ammo as opposed to rifle caliber. So it might open up more opportunities to train with your service weapon um, because you have more access to ranges that way. Yeah. What about simunition running through, through this? I, you know, nowadays that's hard to find for someone that's not, um, when I say simunition, <laughs> but, but, but you're dealing with a lot of government people too. Yes. So, yeah. They have access to that, and there's different kind. When I say sim, I just say like Coke, you know, Coke, Pepsi. It's sure. just a generality, you know, kind of thing. Training, you know, the non-lethal training rounds. You know, there's a lot of different ones out there. Um, have you, are departments using that with your with your system? I, I have not seen it with our system before, um, but that doesn't mean somebody hasn't experimented with it out there. Okay. Um, but, yeah, not that I know of. Gotcha, gotcha. Here's what I want to do. I want to, um, I want to put this in a PMAG. I want you okay, to, yeah, let's let me, go for it. Let me grab a PMAG. I had, thought I had one here, but I don't. Let me grab it. Stand by. All right. I've got mags everywhere. <laughs> That's the way it's supposed to be. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Here's an empty one. All right. And so, yeah, it, need, it needs to be a Gen 2 or Gen 3 30-round PMAG. Those are the only requirements. I don't know what gen this is. How do I how do I tell? Does it tell me on here? It almost all of them are either Gen two or Gen three. Um, oh wait, it says. I don't know. I think it's probably it's one or the other. <laughs> I believe you. Yeah. Right, so just so take the base plate off carefully so it doesn't fly across the room. Okay. I'll open that in just a second. So got to get it down. So I'm pushing down the base plate. There we go. Yeah, so just take all the guts from that, set it aside, uh, open up the endomag, and uh, the endomag is, is less, um, uh, it's more contained because the spring is kind of trapped between multiple parts, so you don't have to worry about it flying off. So how you, uh, do you recommend you open this? Just get a knife and just cut through that, or is there a, is yep. there like a special trick on opening? Nope, just uh, standard Christmas, uh, Christmas, Christmas morning stuff. Okay. Cut it open with whatever knife you can find. <laughs> Get Peepaw's knife. Borrow, That's right. Borrow Peepaw's knife. And there's there's something on here. Is this the instructions? Yep. A, yep. Just it? instructions to make sure you know what you're doing. Okay. So the, I think there's instructions back here too. Yeah. Actually, I, I should mention that the, for people that aren't familiar with Endomags, there. If you hold yours up, you'll look at the the back side of it. Uh, after you take the clear plastic wrap off, there's a oh. spine on the back of the Endomag. I can show mine. I need Peepaw's knife again to take this off. This piece, so when it comes in the box, if you leave it this full length, that's a 10-round magazine. If you cut it all the way up there at that notch right there, that's a 30-round magazine. And then you have uh, 15 or, yeah, 15 and, and 20 rounds, or no, 15 and 20 rounds at those spots. So it's configurable to whatever 15, capacity 20, you want. 15, 20, 30. Yes. Okay, so do I need to do anything with that? 
or just put the whole thing in? I mean, it? for now, you can just mess with it with uh, being a 10-rounder. But, you know, you know, if you want to mess with it later, you probably want to swap it to a 30-round. Okay. So I'm taking my PMAG, and from the bottom, yep. I'm loading the endo. I think I got it turned right, don't I? Yeah. Yeah, the ejector should be on the left side. Yeah, I think you had it right. Yeah, it's got to be that way because that's the way the mag. Yeah, that's right. There's nothing I've got to depress or anything like that. I just shove it in. Yep. You just got to line up the notches with the grooves and then shove it in. This is a P mag, right? Yeah, that's a P mag. So make sure I got the right magazine. Yeah. <laughs> Good to check. <clears throat> All right. So maybe it's not the right gin. Maybe this is a Gen 1. I think those were all self set to self-destruct. <laughs> okay, there we go. I got it. Yeah. So I, see what, I didn't want to break right anything. I'm, I'm notorious for breaking stuff. So, yep. got it in there. And just put your base plate on. My base plate. So I got it all the way in, right? Yeah. Yeah, just put a little bit of pressure on with okay. your finger and then put the base plate on. Shouldn't take much. Shouldn't, but you're dealing with me, so. <laughs> there we go. Okay, got there it. Go. So there we go. She's in. Oh, and it popped up. Gave me a little yeah. positive. That was that was your ejector. You got to just make sure it clears the feed lips. Yeah. So does that look right? Did I do it right? Yeah, that's in. You're ready to go. I'm ready to go. So now I just need an upper. Now, and that'll work? work with typical blowback uppers. You could take your 9 mil upper and put it on a mil spec lower and, and make sure you have the buffer sorted and then ready to go. Okay. So that's, that's what I was going to ask. So now I can take this mag, and if, if I've got a different 9 millimeter upper, then I can put that on regular and use AR mags now. Yep, exactly. And this will hold 50 rounds? Uh, right now, the way you set it up, it's set to hold 10. Now, if you take it apart and take it out and cut that spine off at the top notch, it'll hold 30 rounds. Okay. Well, that's what I need to do. Yeah. Because I'm, yeah. I'm in a free state. <laughs> exactly. And we, we sell a restricted state version for those, uh, those folks in California and New York and where, wherever else uh, where we uh, epoxy on the base plate and limit it to 10 rounds. Um, but we have the new version of our magazine coming out called the Exomag, which is uh, set to uh, improve on the Endomag. So basically what that does is that eliminates the need for a PMAG, right? Exactly. Yeah, we're, we, we designed our own magazine from the ground up. Um, well, all the stuff we learned from years of making the Endomag and fielding service calls, um, Yeah. It's not to criticize Magpul at all. I mean, their awesome. magazine is designed to hold 5.56 five, or 223. Yeah, yeah. It's not designed to hold our product and 9 millimeter. So inherently, there's some limitations with uh, the Endomag that you just showed. That's why we designed this. This is our new product. This is a prototype of the Exomag. So this is the 10 rounder, but we have 15 rounders, 20 rounders. This is actually a 32-round magazine. 32. And then uh, the big one, this is a 40-round Exomag. That's the one we want. So these fit in yeah. mil-spec ARs. Yes. So the, these are an improvement on the Endomag. Like, like I said, 
um, you know, I'm not criticizing Magpul. You know, it just wasn't designed to do what we were doing. So no, we, of course, there were always inherent limitations to what we were dealing with with the body of the Magpul PMAG. Yeah. So that's why we made this. This is uh, from the ground up our own design. This is more compatible with more different BCGs out there. It's gonna it's gonna create um, better feeding, more reliable um, feeding from the magazine into the into the weapon. So um, the uh, so what I'm looking at here for our, our listening audience, hold that up. Um, so yeah. basically, it's it's like a skeletonized um, AR mag is basically what it is. So um, the space that it's not being utilized for the nine millimeter is they've got it skeletonized, which is cool because it cuts down on the weight. Um, yeah, I mean, if if you think about you know a five five six mag, the outer shape of a five five six. Yeah. But then if you think about the size of a nine mil, basically the front half of the magazine is is not necessary. So we actually had it's almost like a truss, um, like a like a bridge. Yeah. Truss is what I imagine when I look at this um, aesthetically, at least. Sure. That that is the front half, and it actually fits your fingers. Um, which some people probably will like and some people probably won't. Um, <laughs> There's going to be but, always somebody find something negative about it, you know. But of course, the cavity that the magazine is in that that's fully enclosed and sealed. You know, that's not open except at the very top where the follower is. Um, but but yeah, I mean, we're super excited about this because you know th this is going to eliminate a lot of the, the problems that we had with Indomags, which. I mean, honestly, the Indomag has been an extremely successful product for us. So th there aren't a lot of problems to fix, but this is going yeah. to improve it in almost every way. Well, it gives another yeah. option. It's more options for people. Yeah. Which I'm assuming that, you know, because of the base plate, it's not going to fit in anything other than a PMAG. Yeah. I mean, my experience is that I, I don't think I've seen any magazine other than a Gen 2 or Gen 3 PMAG that will work with the Indomag. Yeah. Um, but one of, one of the... I mean, this is not a big complaint, but one of the complaints we got about the Indomag is that there are people that would confuse them with their 5.56 mags. If they didn't put a tape on it or a little rubber band yeah. with a color on it to make, the, make them remember, oh, yeah, this is 9mm, they would confuse that with, when they're at the range, say, they might confuse that with their 5.56 mag. Um, yeah. They're probably not going to, Well, you I'll know, tell you, those are, not those are dumbasses that are novices and they don't, they've never been to the range before, so... I mean, anybody well, who's got any kind of experience knows to mark your mags. You know, same thing with, you know, 300 blackout. Anybody's got yep. a 300 blackout and a 5.56 five, and um, well, what's the good, other round? Good to that? notice which is which. Yeah. I mean, you, you make them um, very distinguishable between one another because you'll yeah. only make that mistake once. <laughs> but... Uh, with the way the XMAG looks, with the lattice There's in the no front, nobody's going to confuse what you're that grabbing. for a PMAG. Yeah, or any other kind so of mag. You'll, yeah. Exactly. You'll see that, you know, oh, yeah, that's definitely 9mm. I don't need to worry about that, uh, confusing that with uh, a rifle mag. Yeah. <clears throat> so, our, our listeners are smarter than that, so. <laughs> I believe you. Um. So the are those available now, the... The Exomags the, the right now are a pre-order. So like I said, five different sizes, uh, 10, 15, 20, 32, and 40, and then two versions of each. We have the the one with the built-in ejector, okay. like you see here on this 20. That's yeah. the little piece poking up at the top. That is for blowback systems. 
And then the ejectorless one, um, like this 10-rounder that I'm holding, no ejector poking out of the top, this one is what you'd want if you're ordering a bearing delay upper. And this should also work with CMMG's radial delay systems. Okay. Um, we make Indomax for them. A lot of the CMMG radial delays that you buy from them come with, uh, I think they just call it a conversion magazine or something, but it's our Indomag, that, um, but the ejectorless version. Gotcha. And we were going to talk about that. Um, I think yeah. they're the only people that have the the radio. And here's something. I was looking up the different kinds of, you know, the blowback systems that are out there. And, of course, you know, probably the most famous or known is the roller delayed, which, you know, we get from the MP5. There's a gas delayed blowback. There's a flywheel, which I think there's only like one gun that ever had that. 1944 World War II gun, uh, hesitation lock, radial delay, which we just talked about CMMMG. I think they're the only ones that have that. Toggle delayed, vector delayed, and now we've got the new bearing delay, which you guys have have come out with to add to this list. It's not made the Wikipedia yet, but I'm any sure minute now, it's soon to be to be put up there. So. What are the advantages of of one over the uh, another kind of kind of deal technology over another? And yeah, why, so I mean, I, obviously, I, you I, guys I, because you said you you were going with the roller delayed, and then you decided you're like, oh, here's a better solution, right? Yeah, we we, we moved to bearings for multiple reasons. Part of it was manufacturing, but as I mentioned before. Because of the number of uh, contact points having three instead of two, and they're basically the same contact surface area as a, uh, a roller from an MP5. So we actually have better uh, distribution, plus ours are distributed 120 degrees around three different points. Yeah. Um, it looks like you'd have better balance with that, too. Right. Yeah, that's what I was going to so say. It makes it's it more smoother. Balanced. It's it's pointed in three directions instead of just laterally in two directions like a like a roller delay. I, I would say that the the shooting experience compared to a roller delay is very similar. Um, we actually had a guy, you know, we we um, we maintain an industry page on uh, AR15.com, and we actually had a guy just last week, I think it was, post up that he has a um, a roller delay German um, clone, and he was shooting that with. Con consecutively with the bearing delay, and he said that he he thought the bearing delay shot softer. Is that um, one of so the in some in some century... ways that makes sense because we have three points and there's more energy being absorbed that way. Yeah, was that one of the century? Uh, he didn't say which one he had. If it was century or um, uh, the place in South Carolina, I forget what they're called. Uh, yeah, PTR. I don't know if it's PTR or century or, or what, but anyway, he just said it was a clone of a of a roller delay. Okay, and he said that uh, in so ours are going to be lighter because the air platform, you know, we have the polymer handguard, which which uh, we need to talk about too. But yeah. just as a whole, the system is going to be lighter because the MP5s are basically a sheet metal design. Um, almost everything is metal. There's very little polymer on those. Um, you know, th there, there are the inherent problems that we talked about with the um, receiver bulging, which is kind of a known issue with those. Um, but, but, yeah, there's more weight built into those because everything's metal. So ours is lighter. But it's also um, absorbing the energy into three places instead of two. Um, 
So there's probably more muzzle flip with ours or muzzle rise with ours because the whole thing is lighter, but I think it's going to overall shoot softer than most of them. But yeah, I'm, well, I'm not, good, I'm not um, an expert. I'm more of an engineer than I am a, um, yeah. a, a expert shooter. But a good um, muzzle device will fix the rise. No problem. Right. Yeah, yep. That's, that's easily compensated for. That's why they call them compensators, I guess. <laughs> pun, pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> I accidentally walked into that one. Um, what are some other unique features that yours is offering versus maybe some of the the other ones that are on the market? Now, with the radial, <clears throat> and I couldn't really see other than it, it looked to me like just your basic AR bolt is what, what they had with the – you know, they've got those angles cut in on the lips there. Yep. Which I guess that gives a, the delay that they need by, by putting those slots in the, um, the bolt. Uh, I don't know what those are called. What are those called? Um, I mean, they're still bolt. Lo- oh, the, the bolt extension. Bolt they, extension. They, yeah. They, the bolt extension. Yeah. Um, so because it already, it already rotate. I mean, a AR bolt goes in and it turns and it, it twists, mm-hmm. so it's already radial, you know. So when they were saying it's radial, I wasn't really getting. But really, all they've done is they've gone in and they've cut uh, maybe like a yeah. forty-five degree angle or something like that to, I guess, to give it more hold time before it retracts. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, we we have. Um, Which yeah, I mean, Stephen G is a good customer of ours, so we're we're uh, definitely familiar with them. I would stack ours against theirs any day of the week, though. I and mean, I'm not ba- I'm not bad mouthing CMG. Like I said, they're they're a customer. Oh, they're a great company. We, yeah, they make work another, with them all the time. Another innovative company. I mean, very innovative. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just you know when people are going, it's like, well, what? Why go this way versus that way? And I mean, there's so many different options, and everybody's got different preferences on things, but. Um, the versatility of yours, you know, with the lifter component, I think that's really key with yours, the design to be able to put the different lifters in there to uh, efficiently yeah. and effectively shoot the different loads. Yeah, and, and I can demonstrate that. I, I know we saw the animation earlier, but maybe it'll help to see it in person. Yeah. Just twist the bolt either direction, and it comes right off the front. Bolt extension comes with it. That's the lifter poking out, so that just pulls right out. Yeah. And it leaves your firing pin behind. And what the lifter is going to do is it's going to get you different um, delays. Yeah, you can change your dwell time. So you just swap this part out to one that has a different angle up here for those three grooves. And then yeah. you just slide it back in, put your parts back together, and and uh, you're ready to go. Yeah. Uh, no other changes. You don't have to have any tools to take it apart. There's no cotter pin. Um, I know it's somebody at the range day was excited to not see the cotter pin in the, <laughs> dur- during a bolt disassembly. Right. I mean, that's huge. So and if you guys could just come up with a, a five, five, six design for that. We get well, that I'm not going to promise anything today, but yeah, I mean that, that might be coming someday. We'll see. Yeah. Definitely. We, we already are in a platform that accepts those type of magazines. So yeah, yeah. I think that's a, that's a good option. Attention business owners, are you ready to take your marketing game to the next level? Look no further than Black Tie Digital Marketing, the firearm-friendly, full-service agency that delivers results. We've worked with industry giants like Keltec, Spikes Tactical, and Armalite, and we even designed the kick-ass new logo at Talkin' Lead. 
At BlackTie, we blend creativity and data-driven strategies to ensure your message hits the mark every time. From high-end custom websites, graphic design, to inbound marketing campaigns, and everything in between, we've got you covered. Your success is our priority. Join the ranks of the industry's top players and give your business the boost it deserves. Experience the power of Black Tie today. Visit blacktiedigital.com or call 1-800-316-8030 to schedule your free consultation. That's Black Tie Digital Marketing, where firepower meets marketing power. Black Tie Digital Marketing is a proud sponsor of the Talking Lead Podcast and the Leadhead Brigade. Uh, let's talk about the handguard. That we I was have on I was uppers. just getting ready to say, you know, we've we've talked about a lot of things, and we mentioned the handguard here, and yeah. So let's so, talk about this yeah. handguard. Lots lots of expertise in our company with polymers, and uh, this is not your average uh, polymer material. This is um, we like to kind of joke that things are space age or um, you know exotic polymers, but this is not maybe a typical, got some of your technology from Area Fifty One. I mean, I'm not. That's right. Putting words um, in your mouth. So th- this material is definitely not a plain nylon, uh, as some people have speculated online. I've seen uh, recently. Um, no, th- this is much more robust and uh, able to take both high temperature and uh, extreme uh, impacts and forces. We've actually run over one of these with a Toyota Tacoma, and uh, no no issues. So I don't know if you'll be able to see it in the camera, but if you look down inside one of these handguards, there is a metal ring that we um, mold inside, permanently attached inside of the handguard. Yep, it's back. It's back here in the in the back. Okay. But it's it's basically that's what threads onto our barrel nut. So there's a a small aluminum ring. It's lined up with where these depressions are right here. So yep. that's where the ring is on the inside. Okay, on the back. And yeah, so. There is a ring that's inside, embedded inside the polymer during the molding process. And uh, here's the four-inch version, or the version for the four-inch barrel, uh, the shorter abbreviated one. Now, this will, so, fit on, this will fit on just any AR build? Yes. And you got um, a proprietary barrel nut? Yeah, you would need our barrel nut, and then it needs these two wing pieces, one on each side, that are just threaded on. They just kind of sandwich the upper to make sure that it stays aligned after the uh, handguard is on. Okay. Um, one thing we have not done a lot of testing on, you know, mostly we're selling these for our bearing delay uh, system. Right. Um, as far as these working with the gas system, you'd have to make sure that the gas tube will clear through the uh, through the top of the of the handguard. Mm. Um, so that's going to be a little bit of a challenge for installation. Um, that's something we haven't done a lot of testing on yet. I have, I have to say, unfortunately, um, okay. I don't see, I don't, I don't think it'll be a problem, but I have not seen a lot of testing on that yet. So, right now, at least, we're mostly using these for the bearing delay systems. Gotcha. Okay. So at this point in time, that's kind of the use. So, as more yeah, testing the, comes the, along, then maybe you guys will be able to certify them and say, yeah, you can use them on, you know, your AR-15 builds, mil spec. Right. The um, so these are obviously a lot lighter than a typical metal handguard, um, and th- and that's kind of what we knew going in, um, but like a lot of our products, it seems like we we discover extra benefits after we make them. So, you know, we, we took this. It wasn't this. I mean, we we did shoot it this year as well, but it was the previous um, IV88 shoot 
it was uh, a really hot day. I don't know if you were there that time. It was back in the Extremely 22, I think. Extremely hot, yeah. 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 So it was really hot. Everybody was wearing T-shirts and shorts because it was so hot. And we actually have um, – someone took a thermal video uh, footage of uh, Eric, uh, Eric himself, shooting one of these uppers with one of these handguards. And he's just doing full auto mag dump after mag dump. It wasn't just him, too. That gun had been shot all day by it's other sit, people doing Sitting in dumps. that hot Georgia sun, too. And and he's holding it barehanded. Um, you don't. This thing doesn't absorb heat, like or it absorbs very little heat compared to aluminum. So yeah. it's it's an insulator. It's not a conductor. So um, that is a uh, an extra benefit that we discovered after we made it is that it's a lot better to shoot um, extended firing sessions with because yeah. it just doesn't get as hot. Because well, we I actually was, had one. I was um, a, noticing that you know when you say that day. It was really hot, and a lot of people were either having to bring their guns off the line, you know, after they shot them, put them in the tent, or cover them up, because yeah. just sitting in the sun, we, you know, get them. He's like, right. you couldn't touch it because it was so damn hot. Yeah, CMMG is famous for having their cooler where they dunk their <laughs> uh, their guns into the ice ice cold water um, yeah. in between uh, sessions, uh, or and they give people oven mitts to shoot them with. Uh, you know, no oven mitts were needed for these handguards. That again, that's a yeah something we didn't necessarily anticipate, but yeah, it was a, it was a great benefit um, that we discovered after. Yeah, I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking there's all kinds of probably other applications that that would be useful for. Yeah, yeah, we have a guy that bought one of the uppers. He's up in Michigan, and he was telling us that it's been great for him in cold weather too. It hasn't been as uh, as as tough as uh, aluminum is get for cold. his hands. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that is a problem. Um, hmm, interesting. Hmm. I don't know what. Again, I don't know what kind of material that is, but you know, another thing that gets hot are cans. Oh yeah, get, yeah. We actually, um, I don't know if you really shot it, but the last range today we had uh, one of the longer handguards. I don't remember. I think it was the eleven inch, but we we actually inserted a suppressor inside the handguard. Ah. And and so people were holding the handguard right next to the suppressor. And, you know, it, it did start to get kind of hot after, you know, t- 10 different 10 straight mag dumps. But, you know, if you're shooting it just a little bit but here that and there, was probably um, the can heat coming. Yeah. Through oh, the, yeah, definitely. When yeah. the handguard it, but, is. Just the, but it was still it was still, you know, able to hold it even moderate shooting yeah. with uh, the suppressor just barely just inside the and handguard. And it didn't melt it or anything like that? Mm-mm. No. Have you done any heat test on it? Like actually put it in an oven or something and just see how hot you you could get it? Um so the guys I work with, they they can tell you off the top of their head the the capacity for this material, how hot it can get without um plastic or you know, permanently deforming. Right. Um I, I don't know what it is. I, it's you know, in the hundreds. Well you know that's a degrees. challenge for people now. Now people are gonna want to get your handguard just <laughs> to see if they can melt it. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, look, every single product we sell and that includes the uppers and everything else has a lifetime warranty. So if they can figure out a way to destroy it, we will replace it or fix it or both. There you go. Or whatever whatever's necessary. And that include that's all uppers. The only thing that that doesn't apply to <clears throat> is we make one item that's a consumable and it is our DW training chip, which I, I actually forgot to bring in here to to show you. Oh. You can pull it up on the website if you want. Yeah, I'm but, pulling it up now. Go keep talking. I'll pull it up. The uh, DW training chip is a uh, it's a training aid that you can put inside a magazine, and if you uh, put it in your magazine, you can intentionally create a double feed, 
So that little orange piece, you put it uh, in a double double sack, double feed magazine, align it with the feed lips, and then just load rounds after it. And once the chip gets up to the top near the feed lips, it actually wedges itself under the feed lips. It creates a stoppage, and that way the magazine, uh, the bolt will strip one round, and then there'll be a second round that's loose that will also pop up there. So you all of a sudden have two rounds in the chamber. And uh, you've, in, on purpose, created a double feed. There's actually an animation. It's not very good, but if you scroll down the page, down. there's an animation that shows it um, in action in CAD. But the, the great thing about this is, or the reason we created this product, was that we had uh, federal law enforcement come to us and say, look, we don't have a good way of creating double feeds. Our, our current method is that we take the stick and we cover up the ejection port of our students. So... Unless they're shooting with their eyes closed, they know it's coming. I mean, they can try to, you know, pretend that they don't know or, you know, subconsciously. But wh- whether they pretend or not, they know that there's a guy standing there with a stick. Sure. But if they didn't loan, if they didn't load their own magazine with this product, they would have no idea it's coming. So it's a it's a true spontaneous test to to figure out. They have to diagnose the problem, or it depends on how they do it. I mean, <clears throat> it depends on the trainer. They might switch to a, a handgun or something, or maybe they. You know, charge it, drop the magazine, figure out what's wrong. Yeah, you can mix it with dummy rounds too, so you can have multiple different types of uh, failures in the same magazine. You might have a, a a dummy round in there for a failure to failure to uh, fire, and then some of these in there for a double feed malfunction. Very good. And so, th- you know, this is uh, just an inexpensive product we make that you know we sell them in bags of uh, I think it's twenty five a piece in the bag. Um, but you know, they're, they're just a inexpensive product and, um, you know, that's the only thing we sell that is not guaranteed for life. Um, because they're made to, because fail. it's made not to be, have a life, <laughs> right? We, we don't want them to mess up your BCG or your, or your chamber or something. So right. those are supposed to fall apart and eventually tear up. We, we usually get anywhere from two to five or maybe even 10 uses out of each chip. Now I'm look. I'm looking on your website here, and you also have titanium takedown and pivot pins. Yes, for sale. Nice. There's that uh, feed ramp for your um, for your loader, the MA loader. Right. <clears throat> which I thought it was kind of cool. It, it looked cool on the gun. Yeah, like, you have to re- you have to remove your ejection port door to put that on, so that takes the place of your door. Okay. So you take the door off, put this on, and does it just stay on at that point? Yep. Is it permanent on? Yep. And, and it's not required. I mean, you can use the uh, the loader uh, without that, uh, but it but it does kind of streamline it. Like you said, it's basically um, makes it easier. Yeah, f- flared magwell. Yeah, and it gives a I mean, it gives a whole other cool look to your AR. <laughs> right. You just you just lose the uh, dust cover. Exactly. Um, ability. I mean, really, who uses those? Unless you're in the desert, so very cool. So, is there are there any other products that we need to talk about? We want to get to listener questions now. Yeah, let's talk about some questions. Okay, let's go to listener questions now. And what do I do with my phone? Here we go. As I do most times when we have special guest lead heads, uh, we make a post on Instagram. I used to do Facebook too, but I just do Instagram now because Facebook sucks. I don't like same company. Them. They what? It's the same company. Well, yeah, but it's worse. Um, 
than Instagram as far as their shadow banning and whatnot. They seem to be yeah, worse I than agree. Instagram. I agree. Uh, so let's go here. I did a live today too. Did you see my live? I did. I just did a little quick live thing. Just to I remind. I think I watched people. the whole thing. I think some people put questions there too. So I'll check both. But you're supposed to okay. put them on this post, Leadheads. So as of today, looks like we got about thirty or so. And I'll just start and go newest first. Ryan Reisner says, looking forward to this episode. I went to the Mean Arms website, and it looks like they have a lot of sweet products, which they do, and you use the code TALKINGLED, and you're going to get 10% off. And then on their upper, you get an additional five ExoMags, right? Correct. The new product, the new ExoMag. And, and then you... Uh, there were special instructions there. You don't add those to your cart. Um, when you when you place your order, there's a comment section, right? And they put in there, specify yeah, which we, we, mag they want. Yeah, apologies in advance. We are internet challenged. Um, our <laughs> website is not built for this. So <clears throat> to get your five ExoMags, the easiest way or the best way to do that is to just know that you get the five if you buy an upper and just put it in the comment section when you check out. Let them and know you're not, a leadhead. Yeah. And not, not put them in the cart. Yeah, and just say, hey, I'm a leadhead, taking advantage and, of your special deal. Yeah, and you can get five forties if you want. You can get a, you can get one of each size. You can get, um, you know, all, all 32s. Mix and match however you want to do it. Any combination you want. That's very nice of you. Thank you for that. B. Hurst, 87. Anything in the works for an AK platform? Told you we got a bunch of AK fanatics here. We do an AK corner every month. Special segment just dedicated to nothing but but AKs. And we've got our AR versus AK episode coming up this month. I saw uh, that. David, so that's that's always a, a good time we have with that. Uh, even though I only have one AR, the innovation is great. Keep it up. So, comment, no question. Well, he asked if we have anything for the AK that we're working on. Oh, well, and, yeah, um, there you go. I will say that we have made plenty of furniture for AKs for um, <clears throat> well-known companies in the industry. Uh, I think I lost my camera again. Yeah, your camera went out again. Sorry about that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, we are we're not working on any bearing delay for the AK platform right now. Unfortunately, um, we we have tinkered with uh, AR um, furniture, as I said. We've done, we've made folders, we've had uh, fixed stocks, uh, handguards, grips, all that stuff. We even did at one point we did our own um, Bakelite, um, Bakelite uh, imitation version that we did. I don't think we ever marketed those, but but that is that is something we have messed with in the past. Bakelite imitate was it just the color wise, or was it? Yeah, we, we figured out a way to, like I said, the guys here know uh, a lot about molding and polymers. Yeah. They figured they figured out a way to um, design a mold and a mold process to produce something that looks a lot like the old Bakelite style. Oh, dude, if they could figure that out, they would be millionaires again. <laughs> the problem the problem with a, AK uh, furniture is, and, and I'm sure your listeners know this a lot better than I do, but... Nothing is standard. Um, I mean, maybe the grips, but I mean, other than that, you know, if you're putting a stock or a handguard on, 
you're going to be whittling away with uh, your uh, Bowie knife for hours on end to to get it just right. Um, well, it depends. I mean, we the AKs have come a long ways too, and there's a lot of us standardization that go. But if you're getting like an older one, then yeah, you're running into yeah. some, some issues. Um, here's another uh, similar uh, tongue for twisting. Does this work on any AK platform? No. Um, like the AR762, I'm truly amazed, and that vid is. I don't know what that emoji means, but anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, seven six two AR. You're just popping the top off, and you put their top on, and because it's an AR lower. Um, Bobus seventeen seventy six XO Mag questions. What was the biggest hurdle to jump in designing a hybrid uh, stag nine millimeter mag, and how does it perform with plugged hollow points like the Hornady Critical Duty? Thanks. Yeah, I saw that. That was a good question. Um, I, I would say that we kind of uh, front-loaded the difficulty because most of it we we encountered in the development of the Indomag earlier. Um, by the time we, you know, we're years into Indomag production, uh, development and production, so I think we did most of the heavy lifting then. Um, you know, most of the we could apply most of the lessons learned to the development of the Exomag. Um, I would say in comparing and contrasting them, as I kind of mentioned earlier, we anticipate the XMAG being um, a improvement over the Indomag. Um, it's going to be, it's going to have a greater range of compatibility with other products on the market, whether it's BCGs sure. or uh, other people's um, uh, uppers and setups. It's going to have, um, it's going to be more reliable uh, because, like I said, it's it's it, this is designed for feeding with exactly the way we want it to be. We didn't have to work around Magpul's geometry, which again is not a shot at them. It, you know, their product was made for 5.56, but this is designed for nine millimeter uh, from the get go. So right. this is going to be a superior product compared to the Indomag. Right, uh, and then what about the? How does it perform with plugged hollow points like the Hornet? Oh yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot. I forgot about that part. No, yeah, so um, we we shoot a wide variety of ammo here at Maine uh, to test things, uh, but one of the more common ones that we use is that we shoot a lot of uh, spear gold dot, and those have a, a pretty aggressive hollow point on the front. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that that is something that we shoot uh, almost daily with our uh, products. So yeah, we're we're confident that it's not going to have an issue with. Uh, Hollow points. DJ Stevens, what sort of life expectancy do you, we see with the bearing upper? Yeah, and we, we hit on this a little bit earlier. Um, uh, what, what do you uh, what do you think you're going to get? Uh, how many miles on your F two fifty with a diesel? You know, yeah. there's so many variables. You know, do you where have, you're shooting, how you're shooting, what kind of ammo you're shooting? Sure. Do you have a test set up now to where you're doing a round count? Do you have one that like we've got X amount, thousands of rounds through this. I mean, we unit. we've gone out and shot, um, you know, eight eight to ten thousand rounds in a day in one of these before, uh, just to just kind of torture test it. Um, I, I should have printed out the manual for the upper. I didn't bring it with me. Uh, we have um, service intervals uh, where we um, suggest that you replace springs, but <clears throat> we've mentioned this on the internet before. 
those intervals that we describe for the springs, and that's for the ejector spring and extractor spring, those are extremely conservative. So really, we don't recommend that you that you go to replace them even at those recommended intervals unless you're seeing some sort of degraded ejection patterns. Um, th- those those are set those are um, created with the intent that we've seen uh, just uh, abusive fall auto uh, mag dumps where people aren't cleaning them often enough to create those types of issues. So, um, and I will say also, you know, the main thing here, the main point here is that every upper we sell includes our lifetime warranty. So if you ever have a problem, we'll always fix it or replace it. And then as well, the, um, the maintenance is also included for the life of the upper. So anytime you ever want to, uh, replace any of those springs, you just send us the upper and we'll take care of all the maintenance and upkeep on it um, free of charge for the life of the upper, as long as you own it. it. We fully expect these uppers to outlast anybody who purchases it. Nice. Uh, let's see. DJ Stevens asked a lot of questions here. How does the bearing delay compare to roller delayed in regards to recall impulse? There's going to be a lot of different factors that come into that. Um, I mean, yeah. if you're doing apples I, to apples, I think most uh, people are going to think that they feel pretty similar, pretty comparable. Yeah. Um, like I said, we've had a user or two come back and tell us that they thought it was, ours was better than uh, the roller delay. But there's probably somebody out there that's going to account for the extra weight of a roller delay that of a typical roller delay and say that they like it for that reason. So yeah. I think that's probably a pretty subjective. Um, yeah, I think it is. Ultimately. Too. Uh, then he also says, why would someone use the Endomag over the new Exomag advantages? Uh, one over there, and we went through that. So, Yeah, answer. I mean, right now, um, because the Exomags haven't started shipping yet, that, that's the main reason to use an Endomag at this point. Yeah. Um, if it were me, I, I would um, I would buy a couple Endomags, but wait, er, er, pre-order some of the Exomags now, and uh, with the anticipation that those are going to be uh, superior to the Endomags. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like we said before, it's like I got... You know, I got P mags. Got lots of P mags mm-hmm. sitting around. Um, I would want the uh, endo mags. You know, a couple of our, the endo. Is it mag? You call them mags. You just call them yeah endo mag. Yeah, yeah. I would want we one call of them those just, for short. Yeah, just to here. have so I could use those. Put some use to some of those, um, and then because some some of my ARs the mag pull mags fit better in too. Right. You know, so for that that reason alone, different mags fit differently in some ARs, and um, for that reason alone, you might want to go ahead and get both, like like David said, and you might as well because you got a discount code now. Tommy Led get ten percent off. Yeah, and and the reality is, right now nobody can get an Exomag because we only have prototypes, but Endomags <laughs> are available now. So th- there's also. But are you saying you're taking pre-orders? De- December. You're taking pre-orders on them, or yes. Okay, yeah. so they can't pre-order them. I mean, does the discount code work on the pre-orders? It does. Yep. Nice. 10% off with uh, Talking Lead. And um, we sell them individually. We sell three packs and we sell 10 packs of the magazines. And so, of course, obviously, the, the larger quantities, there's a bigger discount per, per magazine. Right. Um, here's a good, I don't think we talked about this. What does it mean, Austin Whalen asked? <laughs> M-E-A-N, mean. <laughs> mean arm. So I don't, we didn't talk about it. 
But you no, and I, me, I think you and I talked is, about uh, it. It's an anagram for uh, one of the founders' uh, family members. So the father, the mother, the and the two children. That the four letters of mean are their individual names. Is it Mike, Ellen, Andy, and Nate? Close enough. Okay. <laughs> uh. Let's get your suggestions on the names there, Leadheads. Send your guesses in. We will, we will not confirm nor deny. Uh, the Boomstick Babe says, yes, big old heart on there. We like Alicia. I think she put a, a comment on the other one, so I'm, I'm going to have to go and look at it. Flood Munitions, Evan, Evan Floodman, he's nominated for a Gundy Award for Best... Uh, photo so make sure you you let it go and vote for evan i put a link up on our instagram for the the gundy award this is the first year i wasn't nominated for one i wonder why i didn't didn't get nominated because i never go so that could be why will you be taking this design into different platforms like a smaller sub gun that takes scorpion mp5 glock mags that's a good question um he, he did mention Glock mags there, so I would say it's already compatible with Glock mag setups. Um, you just have to have the right lower. Um, um, actually, CMMG makes a Glock lower that doesn't include any ejector at all. So that one is out of the box ready to go with, with the bearing delay because it's made for the radial delay that uses our ejectorless endo mags. Um, but most, uh, I have not come across a Glock lower that will not work with the system. You just have, like we talked about, you have to remove the ejector. Um, Scorpion mags right now will not work, unfortunately, because they're too wide. They actually interfere with the rails in the bottom of our upper that maintain our bearings in uh, place. So that's unfortunately one that currently at least does not work. Um, yeah, I mean, there's always a pot. I know we've tinkered around with other designs that uh, eliminate the buffer system, um, but uh, nothing is imminent on that right now. Were you a Battlestar Galactica fan? Did you watch Battlestar Galactica when you were? I did not. I was more of a MacGyver A-Team guy. Okay. All right. Never mind then. I was going to make a, a com- comparison to your three-bearing system and your rail to mm. when their ships would blast out of uh, the mothership. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Ton Jones, ladies and gentlemen, has a question. He says, sweet, a few questions. How hard is it to change out the lifters to fine-tune the dwell time? We showed that. It's easy-peasy. Do you find the bearing system holding up to some people's lack of care and cleaning? That's tongue-in-cheek, he's saying. And we talked about that a little bit, too. You will probably answer this during the show. Yes, ton, we did. But other than the upper... Uh, and the endo mag, any other components need to be swapped out? And we talked about the ejector. Yeah, and, and that's only for uh, dedicated pistol mag lowers. So if you're running a, a mil-spec uh, AR lower, then nothing, because you already have the right buffer if you're shooting 5.56. So basically it's the magazine and the upper, and that's it. Uh, Tongue for Twisting's got another one here. What the heck is going on? How did y'all come up with a unique design? Freaking amazing. I'm giving y'all a follow. And we talked about that. All started 50 years ago in the garage. <laughs> a one-car garage. I with, think it had a dirt floor. With Mike and they Ellen, al- Andy, they, and Nate. <laughs> they always have a dirt floor. 
Yeah, dirt floor. Uh, it was my last dime. Island Tactical. What day is this going up? We can't wait to listen. We love using these products. Well, as you're listening to it, it's up. There you go. Uh, I think I got... Is it going up on Pearl Harbor Day? When When's Pearl Harbor Day? Tomorrow? Tomorrow. The 7th. The 7th, yeah. Yeah, as you guys are listening to this... Or wait, tomorrow is Thursday. Today's Wednesday. It's going to go up Friday. So the eighth. Sorry, Friday. It'll go up the eighth. Six, seven, eight. Today's the fifth, I think. Today's no, the today's sixth. the sixth. Never six. mind. Yeah. Uh, and then that other post. Now you made a post on yours. Did you have any questions? Anybody post questions there? On the one. That I you- think I directed them all to yours, but I'll, okay. I'll double check. Yeah. We'll make sure we get everybody, give everybody an opportunity for the giveaways because we are doing giveaways. Um, David is going to give away a, a little mean swag package. It's going to include one of the, is it the Endomag or the Exomag? Yeah, we're going to include an Endomag since those are already manufactured. Um, we'll provide uh, one of our grips. Sorry, I lost my camera signal again. But yeah, one of our uh, rubberized grips that people seem to like. They have some Santa Prine rubber on the outside of them and a uh, pack of training chips. So you can prank your friends or if you want to try to get better, you can uh, put them in your own magazine so you can diagnose your your own malfunctions. Uh, Come out and play. Is there currently or will there be a solution to add the ejector to the Indomag for those of us who bought the ejectorless inserts by mistake? There are plenty of us who clicked carelessly through checkout. Well, that's your own fault. You should have paid attention, man. Come on. That that was one that I did want to answer. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I'm I already, just I already told hard him. Time. Uh, he, he just emailed us. We'll, we'll swap them out. No, no big deal. Okay. So if they did make that mistake, just email you guys and you'll correct it for them. Yep. Support at meanarms.com. Very good. And uh, on Instagram, what's your Instagram? Uh, since our first, uh, account got canceled at one point, we are mean underscore arms. Uh, we, we somehow got our old original account back. So mean arms, one word is our backup account now. So either one of those, you'll find us. Very good. Uh, Alicia, who's your favorite two a gun gal? And why is it Alicia Garcia? Alicia. You gotta say it right. It's Alicia. Because of her wonderful personality. There you go. And I like people from Colorado. And she's a Oompa Loompa. <laughs> she's a tactical Oompa Loompa. Uh, Jay Edgar Perry, I think I should win one of those special edition mags since I may know who emailed the suggestion. So what he's talking about there, Leadheads, is for our AK corner, our season finale, AK versus AR, I'm going to have some special magazines made up from our friends at Mission First Tactical. These aren't them, the ones I'm holding up. They're going to be different ones. Uh, And U.S. Palm Mags, where last year I had these awesome Red Dawn Wolverine limited edition mags printed up. You could have got the Wolverine. You could have got... I got the other one in the bag here. The Wolverine's Class of 84... And also did an AK corner uh, mag. 
but it's from a the ones that I'm going to have done, the AR will be the good guys, the AK will be the bad guys, because that's how everybody sees them, typically. From an 80s, iconic 80s comic book, TV, cartoon, toy line. What do you think it might be, David? I mentioned it earlier. You did mention it? I did. There's your hint. Well, then, I, th- then I should know. Um, you should know, yeah. Oh, uh, G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe and Cobra. I was really hoping it was going to be Jim and the uh, her van. The what? Jim. That was my that was my wife's favorite when she was growing up. The uh, the purple haired rock star girl named Jim J J E M. Jim. No G E M. Anyway, she had a she had a van and lived yeah. by the river. And she had, it was like a it was like the counter culture counter culture version of She-Ra from back in the eighties. No, that's not going to be. If you that. had, if you had sisters, you would probably recognize. No, them. no, had two older brothers. No, we didn't. We didn't watch the gym. <laughs> um, I think that was all the questions. You didn't have any? No questions there. No, 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 no. no, no. I, I put okay. them. All, I sent them all to you. Very good. All right. Um, we, we get. Uh, I'm just trying to remember common questions that we get. Uh, we get a lot of questions about the upper. Um, number one, uh, what lowers is it compatible with? I th- we've talked about a lot of that already. Uh, uh, because we make the Indomag and the Exomag, you know, mil spec makes sense to us, but it's not limited to that. Uh, lots of the pistol mag lowers out there will work, um, but I know Scorpion mags will not work; they're too wide. Um, Glock lowers uh, most most almost always work. I don't think I've seen one that didn't. Um, the other question that we get very often is, um, are we going to sell uh, builder component kits? So, um, like I said, the only parts that are proprietary are the bolt, the BCG, and the barrel. Um, I mean, the BCG, the barrel, and the barrel extension, sorry, and the rails that attach to the barrel extension. Everything else is standard AR, um, including the charging handle, handguard, muzzle device. Um Right now, at least, for the short term, we're not planning on selling individual parts. Um, we're just selling the complete uppers. Um, once we get a little bit deeper into production and we get a little bit more um, a little bit m- more of these shipped out under our belt, I think we will uh, potentially look at that. But right now, the answer is no. I did miss a couple. Uh, Nikolai Applanap, thanks, Talking Lead, for shedding light on these innovative companies. I can't believe I hadn't heard. There was a company making a bearing delayed AR upper, but that's freaking awesome. And now they'll be, uh, now I'll be following Mean Arms and digging a little deeper. Can't wait for the episode. That was, Nicolai's. yeah. That, that's our biggest problem with our company is just exposure. We just we we meet so many people at Shot Show and uh, events and stuff that just have never heard of us. Sometimes they've heard of the Indomag, uh, but they say, "Oh, you're the guys that make that. I had no idea who who made that." So. Um, you know, we appreciate you having us on Lefty and uh, we appreciate the exposure. Um, oh, every absolutely. little bit helps. And th- thank is, you very much. Again, you know, innovative companies. We love having you guys on. You're making some awesome products. And, you know, from where you started to where you're at now to where you're going to be 10 years from now, can't wait to see, you know, what's going to happen with that. Uh, Mustang Perry, I missed this one too. Looking forward to this. What made Mean Arms go down the bearing delayed route? We talked about that. I would also like to know more about their drop-in triggers. He says DO triggers. I think he meant drop-in triggers. They're not drop-in triggers, right? Um, I mean, they'll drop into most any mil-spec AR. But, um, 
I mean, well, it's it, not a self-contained. It, you can't just. It's um, it it's kind of halfway to a drop-in because okay. the the disconnector and the trigger component are um attached to one another. Oh, thank God. <laughs> they can they can come apart, but they, this comes as a it unit. Comes that so way. So basically, yeah, thank God. So basically, what's normally three parts is just two parts. And I think I forgot to mention the uh, the trigger there. If you're looking at it. Yeah. It look it looks a little odd because there's nothing on there. That's because it, yeah. it because it comes with two different trigger pads. It comes with a round trigger pad, a round trigger pad, and a flat trigger pad. And you can swap those out um, whenever you want. Every every trigger we sell comes with both of those versions. So nice, if yeah. you want to change between curved and flat, you can always swap them out. And if you lose them. Um, it it might be a little harsh on your finger, but there's no reason it wouldn't work if you just lost those for some reason. And there was one more here. We'll wrap it up with this one. And, okay, Ryan Reisner. No, I already read his. There's another one. For some reason, they're not in the same order. I just had them. I blame Instagram. I do, too. <laughs> oh, here we go. Corey Brown. Corey Brown says... If you're this innovative, surely you have something else in the books. Remember, Talking Late is the place for exclusives. LOL. So, what do you got coming down the pike? What what can we expect? Number one, don't call me Shirley. Uh, Number two, (laughs) this is the debut of the XMAG. We actually have not talked about this anywhere yet Ah. until until today. So. I, I should have yes. made a little bit more build up to it, but yeah. it's on our it's on our website, but we haven't put it on social media. It hasn't been announced anywhere until until this podcast. That is all. There you go, Leadheads. This is the show for exclusive, so you got the exclusive on that. What else? What else? I mean, Shot Show's coming up. I know you guys are gonna do the, the you know the, the Exo Mag there, Endo Mag yeah. there. Yeah, we're ho- we're hoping to have the Exo Mag in full production before Shot. So we're hoping to uh, already be shipping them out and have production ones on the floor at shot. That's yeah. That's the hope. Um, you know, everybody has a plan until they get hit in the face. So What's we'll see. the lead you're burying though? Because there's got there's going to be something else, right? Something else at shot, maybe, huh? Those are, those are the big ones. That's is the big uh, ones? continuing the bearing delay, um, Exomag. I would say a little bit longer term is uh, additional calibers for the bearing delay, but that's not, um, imminent. Yeah. And maybe some AK stuff, maybe an AK magazine coming down the pike. You never know. Get that bake light, uh, simile AK mag. That would be sweet. I think that would sell really well. Very good. Uh, we talked about, we covered everything. Is there anything else that we need to, to talk about? I, I think that's I think that's about everything. I mean, there, there are there are always a few more products that we make, but you know that we hit the ones that that are more the most important ones. Do you guys offer tours of your facility to the public? Um, I th- I think the ad that I gave you is probably the best you're gonna get. <laughs> I, I, email, I emailed you an ad. Um, we're a manufacturer. We don't we don't have the we don't have pretty. Uh, pretty clean white floors everywhere. Like some of the places you see we're we're down and dirty and we make stuff down um, and dirty. We there's not a lot. Stuff. There's not a lot to see, unfortunately. Well, I'm not that far away. So, you know, if you ever want to invite me down to do a tour of the, the factory, I will the buy you, I'll buy you a beer in Vegas at SHOT Show. I could, How about that? I could bring the studio down there. We could record from your, your facilities down there. We have a conference room. We could do that in the conference room if you want. 
Yeah. I mean, I like the bomb background that you got there. That's pretty cool. I think maybe yeah. they should do like a, a, you know, since they're into the World War II stuff, maybe set up like a little um, museum or something. Um, we don't do it often, but we do occasionally have uh, opportunities to fly in some of those old World War II aircraft. No. So let, really? Let me know if you want to ride someday. I'm letting you know right now. All right. <laughs> I, I would love to do that. Yeah. That, that would be amazing. Definitely. I'll let you know. I want to do that. Hey, Leadheads, White Settle with Seal One. Just here to talk to you and tell you a little bit about our product. Seal One CLP Plus is a bio-based, non-toxic product. It comes in a paste, liquid, aerosol, and pre-saturated bore-specific patches called Seal Skins. They all do the same thing, just different methods of application. The best way to use our product is to start with a clean firearm. And there's two reasons why I say that. First, you start with the Seal One CLP Plus by field stripping your firearm and covering the entire firearm, inside and out, bore, barrel, everything, with the Seal One CLP Plus. You'll see how easy it spreads around. You'll want to wait about 15 to 20 minutes, then you come back and you want to wipe it all off. So you see how easy it is to put on and remove. And the second reason we say to use a clean firearm is you'll find that it's not clean. We're gonna pull out more carbon that's been left behind with whatever product you've been using before. Okay, it takes about three cleanings, so I like to say a clean shoot, clean shoot, clean shoot, just normal usage before the Seal One CLP Plus has removed whatever product that you were using before and has seasoned the firearm. It's kind of like breaking in a cast iron skillet. And after that first cleaning, you will notice a difference. And with each successive cleaning, you will find that it gets easier and easier to clean. Seal One CLP Plus is a dry lubricant and is designed to work as such you will find that malfunctions are virtually eliminated when used properly because the majority of all malfunctions are caused to carbon buildup. And with the Seal One CLP Plus, the carbon does not build up. Seal One CLP Plus is safe on all metals, plastics, composites, polymers, rubber, wood, and leather. Seal One CLP Plus is a one and done formulation. No other products are required or needed to clean and lubricate and protect your firearm. That's why we say Seal One and Done. Seal One is a proud sponsor of the Talking Lead Podcast and the Leadhead Brigade. Use the code Leadhead for a 25% off discount. So again, Leadheads, um, big thanks to David for taking the time to be on. Greatly appreciate you doing this. And uh, their website is meanarms.com. And you use the code TALKINGLEAD, you're going to get 10% off. And then on their new bearing, delayed, upper, the complete upper, you're going to get uh, five additional mags with that code. Use that code. You get 10% off. And then in the comment section is where you're going to put which of the XO mags, that, XO mags that you want. Yep. Um, and any size. You can do all 40 if you want or one of every size, 20s, 30s, or it's actually 32 and not 30. I've had a lot of competition shooters tell me over the years that 30 is not quite enough for some of my stages. So our, th our 30 rounder now is a 32 rounder. Did you tell them quit missing? <clears throat> I said, you shouldn't have to reload if you're good at this. You shouldn't, you shouldn't miss. Then 30 would be plenty. Right. <laughs> uh, very good. And then on social meds, give them a follow. Let them know that you're a lead head. And it's at mean underscore arms. 
on the grams and they've got a YouTube channel too. And yep. that is... we have a YouTube channel with some cobwebs. We have a uh, Twitter slash X, uh, Facebook, um, basically all of them. And I think there are links to all of them on our website as well. Oh, um, okay. Like I said, we're a little challenged on the internet, but we do have at least some of the basics covered. Let me just see. And you've got some videos on here too, product demonstration. There's the, the mag loader quick solution. Uh, let me just play this video real quick too, just to show you guys how quickly that loads because it's very impressive. And again, this would be, I mean, yeah, you're going to carry your extra mags, but when you run out of that and you got to reload instead of, you know, thumbing a magazine, this would be, you have these at the ready. Am I sharing my screen? Yep. Okay. I'm going to play this. Oh, that's loud. Let me turn Oh, this is the old Rated Red video from years ago. Rated Red? Are they still around? I believe so. Oh, that's our 50 BMG mag. We make that too. A, a loader for the Barrett 50 cals. Okay. Um, cool. We, we, we do, we make one offs of those because they're, um, you know, they're like 12 people in the world that need those. <laughs> yeah. Right. Special, uh, military use type stuff. You know, Barrett's right here in our backyard too. Yeah. Of course they sold. Did you know they sold not too long ago? Yeah, I saw that. I can't remember. Who, who was at the bottom? I can't remember. I think some Australians or something. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, that sounds right. I remember now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's our original AR-15 loader. Um, that ro loads up to 10 rounds of 5.56 straight through your ejection port. And uh, we also have the uh, the AR-10 version that will load um, 7.62 by 51. And also, I believe it will load... Um, 6.5 Creedmoor. Oh, okay. Nice. So he was wearing a Ready Man uh, t-shirt. You know who Ready Man is? I do not. Uh, Jeff Kirkham. They okay. Do, they do like survival products and, and things, but uh, he was also um, Special Forces. I've had him on the AK Corner several times. He's also an author. Okay. If you like Jack Carr, you'd probably like his books too. It's called Black Autumn. Okay. Sounds and good. they're turning his books into a, um, like, per, whatever whatever Jack's on TV series, yeah, kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, uh, Amazon. Yeah, I don't know if it's Amazon or what, but it's one of those channels are going to do. Uh, they're yeah. Turning his, uh, but, Have you talked to? Um, I could see I could see you having Mark Greeny on too from the Gray Man series. Oh, I would love to have him. Do you know him? Uh, I do not, but I my my understanding is that he does firearm training to uh, try to make his novels more. He's not a veteran like those other guys, but yeah. my understanding at least is that he goes out and trains with firearms to try to add some authenticity. Okay, his name's Mark Greeny. Yeah, the guy that wrote the Gray Man series. The Gray Man series. Okay, he's in, he's actually in. I'm pretty sure he's in Tennessee. Ah, I don't. Know. You know who Brad Thor is? I've had Brad Thor on. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I've he, read a couple of his books. He's here in Tennessee. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought he was up in the Midwest somewhere. No, he's right here in Tennessee. Right, awesome. Right next door to me. I mean, not next door, but he's a yeah. county over. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, um, you'll have to dig deeper because I've had a lot of uh, cool authors on. Uh, Stephen Hunter. You know who Stephen Hunter is? Yeah, yeah. Point of Impact, Shooter Movie. Yeah. yeah. I've had him on a couple of times. He's a, he, awesome. He's a great dude. He goes to SHOT Show every now and again, too. He'll, yeah. He'll pop in there. Uh, John Gilstrap. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Mm -hmm. uh, John Gilstrap, another good, kind of like a post-apocalyptic type 
um, series that he yeah. does. But he does a lot of good um, in-depth firearms descriptions and whatnot in his books, too. But uh, We'll have more authors coming up, Leadheads. Of course, Jack's got a new book coming out soon, so we'll probably have him on to, to talk about his new James Reese book. I can't remember what it's called. It's... Yeah, I saw it on social media, now. but I don't remember. I think I got it right here. Red Sky Morning. Mm. That's his Sound, seventh book in the sounds, series. Sounds Eastern European. Eastern Red European. Red Sky. Red Sky. Yeah, could be. I don't know. No talent with him. Um, But yeah, so thank you so much. Uh, thank the owners and everybody for allowing you to come on. I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, I know the lead heads do too, to learn more about mean arms and you know, all the awesome things, all the innovation that you guys are doing. And like I said, I'm just really excited to see what the future holds for you guys. Um, you've Thank really, you, we appreciate being on very much. You have really <clears throat> um, knocked it out of the park with this, this bearing delay system. Um, I think it's going to lead to a lot of other, innovations within the firearm industry take it to that next level yeah we're excited so leadheads again go show them the love the appreciation show all our sponsors the love and appreciation this is the season and the time that you need to be using these discount codes go to mission first tactical use the code leadhead get 20 percent off anything at mission first tactical uh their holsters their ar accessories their dump trays um you know, we got to do giveaways. I haven't, we haven't done the giveaways yet. We got to announce the winners, man. <laughs> Before we sign up, they're like, hey, wait a minute, you didn't give anything away. <laughs> um, so, for Mission First Tactical, we're going to give away one of their awesome dump trays. I use these as my armorer's tray, David. These, they're great for that, very durable. Gotcha. Uh, and you can have custom things printed on them. So, you see the one I've got here? We got our AK corner. And uh, Century Arms will be sponsoring our season finale. Um, along with Mission First Tactical and SEAL 1. But the dump tray, uh, out of those questions, so we're going to be giving away a dump tray for Mission First Tactical. We're going to be giving away a, a complete gun care kit from SEAL 1, SEAL 1 and done. And I've opened this one, so all the stuff's not in it. But um, great. And then, of course, <coughs> David, Mean, you guys are going to be giving away. Yeah, we have an endomag. We have a uh, one of our rubberized grips and a uh, a pack of DW training chips. Very good. All three. All all three going to one person. Yep. Um. So I got to go back to the questions. Which one? Let's give away the dump tray. We'll give away the seal one, and then we'll give yours away as like the grand the grand prize. Okay. So for dump tray, let's go with tongue for twisting. Because he, he posted several questions. He really got into it this week. So, tongue for twisting, you win a Mission First Tactical dump tray. And email me, gmail.com. I'm going to need your shipping address, all the contact info, all that. And I'll let you pick the next two winners. So, for SEAL 1 package, who's going to win that? Which question did you think deserved that? Um, let's see. How about... Uh, guy that um, that asked about the uh, oh, there was a guy that asked about uh, if there's a special lube for the bearings. That one sticks out in my mind. Ah, that would be a good winner for that. Uh, let's see who did ask that. Is that Cherry Black? Will the bearings require a specific lube? Yep, 
Jerry Black. So Jerry Black, email me, talkingletgmail.com. And and no, they don't require any special lube. Anything will work. Anything. Um, but you want to use seal one, so just use seal one. Seal one and done, baby. Um all right, so for the grand prize. Blah, 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 which was your favorite question out of all these? Or you can just randomly go through there and pick one if you want to. How about, did you already pick Corey Brown? I No, I did not. Corey Brown. Corey Brown it is. There you go, Corey Brown, because this is the show for exclusives. <laughs> exactly. You exclusively get, which which one of those does he get? Is he going to get all three of them, or are we going to spread the love? Uh, let's give him the, the everything. Let's give him all three. Okay. There you go. Corey Brown, you got the, the awesome meme package with the Indomag, the grip. Is it the rubberized grip? Yes. Rubberized grip. And the, what was it? DW training chips. So he can either train uh, train himself or he can prank his friends and screw with them. (laughs) Or both. And and Corey, these aren't edible. You can't eat them. So you'll chip a tooth. Challenge accepted. You'll chip a tooth, son. (laughs) There you go. All the winners, email me, talkinglet at gmail.com. And I need your address. And uh, I'll forward that on to, to all the companies so you can get your stuff. Probably not in time for Christmas, but maybe. Depends on when you get back to me and how quickly you get back to me. It's possible. Yeah. Um, again, codes, Defiant Munitions, Leadhead, 10% off. ASP USA, it's ASP-USA, Leadhead. They've upped it to 20%, so you get 20% off anything at ASP USA. Are you familiar with them? They do like the handcuffs and the training guns and... Flashlights is what I really like. They make the best flashlights, and I don't have any of them handy. Here's one right here. Here's two right here. I've got two. Dual fuel flashlights. Okay. Super bright, and they've got all kinds of different functions. I like it. Uh, I'm not familiar. Is it a small company? or ASP, no, they're huge. They're a big company. Okay. Yeah, especially okay. in the law enforcement community with the handcuffs and batons. Yeah. You've probably uh, seen their batons. Um, but this is my EDC. I carry that uh, with me everywhere in my bag and my pockets and everything. ASP USA or ASP USA Leadhead 20% off. That's a great deal for you guys. Um, so thank Michael for that. Factory 47 for all our AK Corner logoed apparel. Go to Factory 47. Our Leddies, um, anything with our AK Corner, you go to Factory 47. And that's F A K T O R Y 47. Leadhead, 10% off. Um, seal one, seal1.com, Leadhead, 25% off anything at Seal One, uh, plus their new cleaning rod system that they have. It just came out this year. Um, makes a great present, great stocking stuffer. And then Firebird Targets. You familiar with Firebird Targets, David? Sure you are. Yeah. Uh, awesome non-binary exploding targets. I like uh, anything that explodes. You can shoot them with a, an arrow and it'll it'll set them off. It's pretty cool. So, a uh, ton just hit you guys with this last episode. So, new discount code from Firebird Targets. Talking Lead 15. You're going to get 15% off anything at Firebird Targets. Uh, Kraken Cases. Kraken Cases. 
Um, 10% off, use the code TALKINGLED, and that's the pistol case, the eyeglass case, their new ammo cases, and their new Big Sigma rifle cases. Um, are you familiar with Kraken cases? Mm. Oh, so I need to... I need to, I'll tell you more about it off air. Um, okay. You're going to really like those. Uh, and then Keltec. You go to keltecweapons.com. Use the code LEADHEAD, 15% off. Anything in their store, uh, obviously no firearms included in that, but uh, they've got some really good swag there, shirts, hats. Um, they've got some, some cool flashlights too. I don't know if I have one handy, but... Uh, any of their accessories, too. So any of their firearm accessories, uh, you can get 15% off those, too. So there you go, Leadheads. Take advantage of these deals. Show our, our sponsors. That include, does that include magazines or a Caltech? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, you can get magazines, too. That's included, too. Use that code, and you'll get 15% off. Oh, and then Whiskey River Beef. Uh, you don't want to forget that. You want to go load up now. He's he's selling out of a lot of the stuff, uh, but he'll he will be restocking. But go ahead and, and put your orders in. WRB 2023, 10% off. And don't forget to hit the contact me when you go to their website to enter for that $100 gift card that we're going to be giving away in January. We'll announce that in January. Uh, and then, of course, Mean Arms, Talking Lead, 10% off. And then the other thing with the, the upper there, you get the five extra mags and the 10% off. So very awesome. David, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time to be on. We're gonna gonna have you back on again. I know the leadheads are gonna enjoy this. So as you guys are innovating and coming out with new products, keep us in mind and we'll have you jump on and we'll we'll talk about it. That'd and be great. Thank you. Hopefully I'll get to see you at uh, at Shot Show. Yeah, I'll buy you a beer for sure. Oh, that'd be awesome. I love beer. So leadheads, be safe during this holiday season. Again, remember to just take a deep breath. And, you know, know that people have other things going on in their life right now. So try not to take it personal and, you know, set the tone. Be calm. Make everybody else calm. Enjoy the holiday seasons. Have a beer. And as always, Leadheads, keep your loved ones close. And your firearms closer. And don't forget to lube your bearing delay. With seal one.